Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. For centuries, I have felt their coming. Shrouded in vanity, they believed themselves obscured. Hey everybody, welcome back to CORE. It's video game talk and news from your favorite three chuckleheads. It's uh, me, Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, and John Jagger all together again. Uh, having a good time. It's weird to think that last week I walked in 10 minutes after driving home from Vegas and we did a show. And then today is already a week later. I don't get it. I feel funny about that. You guys feel weird about that? I do. I feel weird. I, mean, I have it's cool. to core all week. I've, yeah, yeah, I respected it. I respected the hustle, man. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. Now, a bunch of patrons have heard uh, John and I doing a live interpretation of the uh, presentation by Blizzard during the week. Uh, I'm going to put that up on the regular feed tonight. I just want to give it to patrons early. So you'll get both that reaction stuff and tonight's episode uh, all on the feed. Uh, so if you're missing one, check out the other. Uh, we should get right into it. we got a lot to talk about, including a ton of games we played. And by the way, you want to be a patron because we just had the weirdest conversation about accents. And the only way you're ever going to hear it is either you got to be here live or you get the content that only patrons get. And I'm telling you, that was some funny shit. All right? So get in there and hear Bo <laughs> do a thing that will make me laugh in perpetuity. Now the news. All right. So what happened this week? Let's talk about the big obvious one, uh, the closest perhaps to our roots, and that is Blizzard announcing a new mobile-ass mobile game uh, called Warcraft Arclight Rumble. If you had a bet going uh, or your bingo card said, uh, hey, what if Blizzard uh, 
basically remade a game from seven years ago and made a a, a clone of Clash Royale, you would be you would be correct and win all the money. Uh, that is basically what they did, and um, it was pretty obvious from the presentation. Since then, we've seen gameplay a little bit more uh, in depth gameplay from various streamers and YouTubers, and everything I've seen. It all, with the exception of the PVE stuff, like the raids and the co op and that stuff, with the exception of those things. It's it's Clash Royale, like 100%. That's what this game is, in my opinion. I know some people are going to differ with me. I heard from a couple people, Blizzard, like, this is so fun. You guys have no idea. Wait until you get it. Of course, I'll play it and see. I'm just telling you, on the surface of this thing, everything they've shown and any streamers have shown since tells me this is a kind of a lifted game. <laughs> now, maybe they deserve it, guys, because for all these years, we talk about it on the show all the time, and I've talked about it on the instance forever, Everybody else takes Blizzard stuff, including outright lifts their assets and makes their their ads, their videos, their mobile games, whatever, fills the app stores with these ripoffs that are things like, you know, Craft of War and everyone looks like Thrall and it's just stupid ripoffs, right? So maybe they're finally getting a little bit of a little bit of their moxie on, you know, sticking it to the man, taking it back and uh <laughs> Making making everybody else uh, have to scramble and go. Oh wait a minute! If Blizzard's doing that, then what are we doing? So I I don't know. Thoughts, feelings, John. I know you hated it, so you probably don't have a ton to add. But you know, I let's get. I don't hate it. I, I mean, here's what I'm gonna say. This game is not for me. I don't think I'll ever play it. I'm not interested in it really. But I I'm glad it exists. Yeah. And and here's why. So I, I've thought a lot about this in the days since we saw it. Yeah. And I I think it's good. You know, for the longest time, uh, we've talked about this before, we put Blizzard up on a pedestal and we're like, oh, Blizzard, they're so special. Look at how special they are compared to all other game companies. And, you know, I think it's a Kool-Aid that Blizzard themselves drank and they thought, ooh, we're special. And, you know, we had our, you know, they, they did what they did. They got in trouble for it. They got called out. Things fell apart. They got knocked off the pedestal. But I think a lot of people still as much as they don't want to admit it, put them right back up on that pedestal. And I think some of that is because it is such a long delay between games coming out. They're not the company churning out a sequel every year. They're not the company that has 18 different properties that are getting iterated on constantly. Like when Blizzard puts something out, it's typically considered this is prestige. You need to pay attention to it. And I think a lot of us as people who played primarily Blizzard games, developed an an expectation of well if it's blizzard it's for me mm. and i think this indicates a move away from that this indicates like we're blizzard we're a video game company we make video games here's a video game it's a mobile video game with all the trappings that come with that it doesn't it doesn't really look like a blizzard game it looks like any other mobile game that you could go out and play. That's not to say that it's not fun. Like for people who like this kind of game, I think it'll be great. I think it'll make them a ton of money. I think it'll probably make them more money than a lot of the games that we hold so cherished and, and favorable. So I'm not even saying it's a bad idea that they do it. I just think that it's, this indicates like, Hey, we're going to, sometimes we're going to make a mobile game. And I think that's good. Let them, yeah. Let them make a mobile game and make a bunch of money off of it. Because I would rather live in a world where Blizzard makes a mobile game and is still making Diablo 4 than live in a world where Blizzard realizes, oh, you know what? There's just more money in mobile games. 
forget Diablo 4. Let's focus on Immortal and Arclight Rumble and what other shitty other mobile game we're going to make. <laughs> like, and that's all we're going to do because it'll make us more money and that'll be the big profits. Yeah. I want to live in a world where we can have both. And right now we can have both. And if this isn't for you, it's very easy to go. Eh, it's not for me. Yeah. I'm not going to play it. Yeah. That's simple. I think, you know what? I, I've, uh, I kind of knew your take earlier and I think I've come e- even closer to not just agreeing with you. I actually think it's good that the revenue comes from where the revenue is coming from, right? It would be, it is bad for blizzard to not, to leave this money on the table. In fact, I'm surprised they've left it on there so long. Um, but here they are finally trying to take their piece. One tiny little note to add to this before I throw it to Bo, cause I want to hear Bo's take, uh, the apparently the game that Corey Stockton was head of, this is the Tom Chilton project, by the way, this Arclight rumble. So this is the game that he left uh wow leadership to go work on. And the show, the game runner for the supposed kind of Pokemon go like, or the AR sort of outdoor experience game was what uh Corey was working on. And that has rumored to be no official word from blizzard. Cause they all, they also have never acknowledged it was being worked on. But the the rumor is that it got canceled. They're done. That game's not happening, which I don't know what that means for Corey or where he's at in the organization or what that means for the incubator program or any of that other stuff. But it's important to note here that this might be the Blizzard mobile game we get for a while because uh, whatever else they're working on did not make the light of day. All right. So Bo. Diablo Immortal. Yeah, Diablo Immortal. And then meanwhile, Diablo Immortal, the game we were all sure we were going to be the most pissed at is the game I'm probably going to play next of Blizzard's because it's going to be on PC. It'll be cross play with my phone and whatever other devices they put it on. And everybody could be playing <laughs> freaking Diablo in a way that we were kind of asking for in the first place. And it might be a nice little tied me over until four anyway. So weirdly, well, Immortal is now something that's on my radar where before I was like, don't care. And this thing could not be less exciting to me. So, Bo, your hot takes. Th- oh, hold on real yeah. quick. I just want to I just want to say, because on that note, Zorvon in the chat, I think, brings up a good question. And I think it's worth talking about. Where was that attitude from the player base when Immortal was announced? Why can't people just say it's not for me and move on? I, I think that's fair. But I also think there is a big difference between we did a zany little stream in the middle of the week to show you our mobile game versus here's what our big announcement at a BlizzCon is while everybody's hyped up about Diablo four. I agree. I think that doesn't make it right, (laughs) but I think there's a big difference between how people are going to react when they're just sitting at home casually on a weekday versus they went to BlizzCon to find out what the future of Blizzard was, and it was Diablo Immortal. Yeah, and, and I don't think they piped in the studio audio when the entire crowd was booing. I don't know what the live stream was like, but that was... Oh, yeah, we were booing. loud... That was a resounding boo! Boos <laughs> yeah. for Destiny. Boos for this. Is that the same year? The Destiny yeah, um, the thing? the Destiny and, and Immortal yep. same year. Oh, that was, yeah. that was pretty rough. Boo, that wasn't even the main show yet. So much booing. So much booing. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I will be the first to admit that Blizzard gamers are super entitled and sometimes get really pissy and baby-like about things. But in that particular case, I think context does matter. John's right. That's a huge well, event. It, this it, is where it, you make your I marquee think, I think if it would have been announced alongside the next expansion for Diablo 3, because they Diablo 3... Reaper Souls had an open-ended ending. There was another X-Pack coming. Um, Still never forgiven for that. And we now know it was canceled. 
I wish no that was reason. all. Then I wish that was all I had dead. to be mad at Blizzard about was the fact that they canceled their second expansion. I wish that was all that you could be mad at these days, but I'm still pretty mad about. It. <laughs> I'm really no, like, I, 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 I think I talked about this on stream a little while ago. Like Blizzard has broken my heart several times, and I'm just kind of over the over it. <laughs> like for the, you know, it was um, not getting expansion for Diablo. I can live. HGC getting canceled, I can live. Then Heroes getting short shrift and being discontinued, I'm starting to get upset. And then, even then, you can go back to core episodes, and I'm like, there's a cottage industry about bashing Blizzard. I hate it. Uh, these guys, these guys who content creators, all do it irritate me. And then the sexual harassment uh, world, the piece, comes out. the piece of day, and, and I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. Forget it. I'm <laughs> I'm done. Like uh, that's it. Like I I want to shill. I want to be enthusiastic for the cool shit you make. Uh, now I'm on cynical side, you know. And do you have any any interest in this? Level. Do you see yeah. this and go, oh, now well maybe I'll spend tons of hours on this uh, or something. I want to say that the, actually it looks pretty cool. Um, their their marketing was a bit cringe. I could picture them taking 15 second cut ups and putting them in in game ads and other games and stuff like that. It's totally what the vibe was. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so the presentation was cringe. I was pretty like, well, it was animated cool, but I'm just not interested in it. And mm. it was also announced the week that I got my meta quest, which we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah. So I'm already just like, eh, whatever. Like, have fun. The thing I, I sort of realized, though, we're going to talk about this item next, so I'm not sure if I want to wait till later or not mm. to say this, but... The one in, the, the the thought in my mind. Okay, well, I'll preview it and we'll get to it. But like Square Enix is selling off a bunch of studios and focusing on mobile. Yeah. Is that it's sort of occurs to me that the state of gaming in 2022 is such that there is a an open floodgate of 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 influence of content creator influence in the gaming space, and it's on a specifically narrow band. And because I've been streaming uh, VR, VR is less watchable. I don't have high numbers of watchers to begin with, but I definitely was streaming to one person, probably myself at, at one point. And I usually very consistently have between 10 to 30 people. And so, you know, streaming the VR, uh, and I'm like, I don't care. I'll stream it. But I'm like, okay, it's less interesting to watch. I understand why. And when I stream Wild Rift and mobile stuff, also, you know, bottom down on the viewers. And I sort of realize there's there's another force at play when it comes to all this stuff. It's that WoW releases anything and 100,000 people have diatribes and blah, 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 so much blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That actually influence people uh, to cause reputational damage that they don't they can't call up GamePro and say, hey, go easy if you're going to review it bad. At least like say a couple of good things or here's some sweet screenshots. No, you got some balding guy yelling at a microphone about how Blizzard's a, a shite company or something and or whatever, Bethesda, you name it, whatever. So, you know, and it's not a good look and that's like the number one source of information sales. They don't have control over it. So I realized mobile is resistance to this. The fact is we can shit on mobile all day, but nobody even cares to watch it all that much. So I think a lot of games are also getting put on this platform because they're seeing more success regardless of how much shit you throw at it. Because they don't have an invested critical class per se. Right. Uh, it's already not space. our audience. 
Like when well, we go, not- oh, I hate mobile. Like we get an echo chamber of people going, yeah. Well, then where are all the people that are downloading it? Because it's being yeah. downloaded by millions of people. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They don't. They don't watch this stuff, or they they do. I'm sure there's plenty of mobile fans that listen to our show. They're like, eh, I like these guys anyways, but they dumpster mobile. They're so silly. Yeah. Um, and still just play anyways because who cares? Like my friend, my friend Mike plays Hearthstone, the Battlegrounds. That's like one of his only games. And play on the phone for years. Yeah. And yeah, and he plays religiously. He's, he sent me a text. I was playing, and some kids thought it was cool, and said my my elemental was OP. He doesn't watch the show, uh, except maybe on on the odd occasion of something really funny happened. Uh, he doesn't watch any gaming shows. The only gaming news he gets is from me, poor guy. Sure. And um and and but he's playing Hearthstone, and that's his one mobile game. And and like that's most gamers. And that's when we get to the Square Enix thing. I'm like. Yeah, why would you want to ca- like we have this notion that like games are sacred and we're all trying to climb this mountain of critical success and it's like it's a they 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 have to respond to shareholders. They got to they got to turn a profit. There's no profit in making a bunch of angry people pleased that never never pleased angry people pleased. Like that's an abusive relationship and we're not the money's not there. So I look at ArcLight Rumble and I'm like, this is probably the best thing they're doing, honestly. Like, they, like we might critically look at it and go, what a what a meh game. And I'm like, this is success. This is success for a AAA studio right now. Yeah, and uh, I agree with and that. Not Diablo Immortal for Diablo Four is probably going to be really great. It's not going to make nearly as many sales, um, comparison to the cost it takes to continue running and to make it. And and if something bad goes wrong, like there's another real money auction house, they're going to get reputational damage all over the place for trying something new that didn't work out. So, yeah. yeah so you know. Scott and I actually talked a little bit about this. I don't want to necessarily go too deep because it is on our reaction to the announcement, but it's worth bringing up here for people that didn't hear it. Um, I, I think Bo's totally right. And I think on the other side of that, though, like I do think this relationship between what would be your AAA games and your more casual mobile games, I do think it is symbiotic in both ways, though, because I do think that like, OK, Warcraft Arclight Rumble is not going to be for uh, most of the people hearing this. It's going to be for a wider audience that exists outside of being plugged in and being way into AAA games. However, the Warcraft brand doesn't mean anything if they drag that brand through the mud. And I think that's why you still see like, is Diablo four going to make more money than Diablo immortal? Probably not. If I had to guess, my bet would be Diablo immortal ultimately makes more money than Diablo. Four. Yeah, maybe in quick but order too. Like quickly, it will make more money than that will. You do Diablo 4 to keep the people happy and to give the people what they want to keep that brand relevant so that Diablo Immortal still means something. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do think there's an element of both ways, but I that's why I always say like, and, and Scott, I think you said it a really good way a couple weeks ago. Like we're the grasshoppers, they're the ants. Yeah, and it's good to remember that that's the nature of the relationship. When you get you know pissy about mobile games and stuff like that, like there's a lot more of them. And if gaming companies only catered to them, the only games we're going to see is indies and mobile games. Yep. That's it. Yep. That's all we'll get. Yeah, and nothing wrong with indies. But what I no, part but of, those are clearly passion projects, right? right? Like right. they're not going anywhere because those are people making games that they care about just because they care about. Yeah, them. and sometimes those people are indie only until they're not, and then they're big anyway. Like you need the big for the small. Uh, part of what drives small indie experiences is that they lift some ideas, sometimes superior 
widely implemented, but take ideas from big AAA titles and then employ them in a smaller, simpler method or whatever. I don't want any of that to go away. Um, but John's right. Like it's a symbi it's weirdly symbiotic and we did talk about it a little bit. So, you know, I think we've, I think this is good clarification on that. But basically, for me, it comes down to this. If Diablo 4 or Diablo as a franchise exists in these other ways, then great. Let mobile be a big part of that. If Warcraft's to exist in some other ways, let let's Arclight be a huge part of that so that that money churn means that the other stuff is still justifiable because a lot of companies did do just this. I mean, Konami tried to throw everything behind Pachinko, which is even a weirder bet. That turned out to be a mistake because the pandemic made everybody stop playing and they got really gouged and now they're kind of getting it in games again. But but they saw the writing on the wall, which is here's all this money should be ours. Let's take the money. And that means we can't do this other stuff because we got to do this. At least this is them saying, again, we're having this conversation in a vacuum outside of all the accusations, outside of all the other, other shit. If we're looking at this just as like a purely what is this company doing with this effort, then I think this is probably a smart move for them with a game that millions are going to play, which means millions and billions possibly in revenue worldwide, which means a lot more resources at Blizzard, especially given their, you know, this transition to Microsoft and they need that kind of cash to do that sort of thing. Even though I'm probably never going to play this thing or care much about it. So, cause we're not the target. Like John said, we're not the target. I'll probably, I mean, I'm going to play cause I want to see, you know, it'll come out and I'll go, Oh, okay, here we go. But I'm not begging for access or trying to get betas or anything. It's just like we also, yeah, we have ideas about what the audiences are based on our own biases. Yeah, we talked about that last week with people bringing pins to BlizzCon. I'm like, didn't you come here to see esports pros do amazing things in person? Why are you trading <laughs> pins? Like, and I, you know, you realize, well, that's what I think of the company and, and what it's supposed to be doing. Obviously, there's a lot of people involved, and they have different ideas. Yeah, so. everybody's got their own their own ideas, and so. You know, I think uh, it's just uh, you know, we've hitched our wagon uh, in various ways, all three of us, to Blizzard Properties. I really wanted it to be a premier esports company. Yeah. Really liked here. That's not what they are, and that's okay. Yeah, it's that's, true. That's what and, it is. And even if we wanted it, they were under no obligation to give it to us. They're going to sway with whatever winds blow whatever way. And we may as well talk about uh, Square Enix. Oh, I should mention this real quick. Just a couple of details. Arclight Rumble. Uh, monetization will not include loot boxes. We'll have a weekly spending cap and randomized items with duplicate protection. So these are these are good. Those are good moves in the space this game inhabits because there are a million of these that don't honor any of those those ca- caveats. And I'm not saying it's a perfect solution to a free to play world, but I do like that. And yeah, I, like I, I also to be clear that is as of right now they have. Uh, it, it has been said that this could change. Yeah. But as of right now, what they're saying, no loot boxes. Okay. A weekly spending cap, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if anybody has heard, but I haven't heard what 2100 it is. 2100 gold. There's an article linking to Wowhead, which has more details. Uh, 2100 um, gold. So it's a gold. Uh, so what's the. <laughs> so the cap is players may only purchase 2100 gold a week along with other weekly caps. But what's the cash equivalent of that? Yeah, that's uh, a good they question. Haven't, they, they haven't said it'll be. So that's the, like, that's what I mean is like, you know, you hear about these caps and you're like, well, look at them protecting us. But then you find out something like that's $200 a week or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's like, probably, oh, that's it's nothing probably, to somebody, yeah, yeah. but that's a lot to it's some probably something people. ridiculous. Like probably something <laughs> like a thousand dollars, 2,100 gold, maybe 50 bucks or something like that. Who knows? 
Um, but it's probably it's probably not going to be as high as Lost Ark, which is a thousand dollars a day. Right. But, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it'll probably be something. You, if you want to, these like I've come up with a new term. By the way, I have to see if you guys like it for these kinds oh, of games. Let's do it what for a it? genre of game, whale hunters. Oh. Oh, look at this. It's a whale hunter. Like it's a genre of game you develop. So if you're a developer, you're like, are we making an RPG or are we making a whale hunter? Mm. Yeah. Like Genshin Impact, it's a whale hunt. That's the genre. It's whale hunter. The thing is designed to find the spenders, right? Like, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is. This is a whale hunter. Oh, let's call like, them whalers. That's better because it's shorter and it also means the same thing. So they're whalers. Right? Don't yeah, you don't okay, you call a whale sure. hunter a yeah. whaler? No. Whalers. I like hunter because I don't know. Hunter sounds like uh, they're hunting for the whale. Whalers oh. are like people who work like uh, eighteen-hour <laughs> days whaling. You know what I mean? Like sure. That's yeah, whaling implies that they've done a lot of work, and whale hunters want shortcuts. Like, I'm just, just thinking Gatling gun up on the beach, and they're just going. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the. Uh... That you throw hunter on there, and there's no art to the craft. It's right. like if they've got dynamite, they'll throw it at a whale. If they've yeah, got, yeah. you know, they'll do whatever they need to. My whole yeah. my whole thinking there was just the internet likes short things, and whaler sounds like something you'd actually hashtag instead of whale hunters for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I feel like it doesn't work then because to me a whaler is like a you know like fishermen are out in the boat 18 hours is a terrible life i read the old man in the sea well we've uh, we've put them both out there and we'll see what catches on <laughs> i'm sure. like it doesn't the analogy doesn't work maybe there's a better term though like, uh, as, all for critiques so. i i like it though yeah i, I like it hunter. because it that is exactly what some of these games feel like i'd call it uh let's call them ahabs for the character and uh and what is it no because ahab, ahab never ahab's always in pursuit whale hunters get their Oh, whale. that's true. Whale, whale, like they're piling on five thousand whales into the boat. They're like, it's going to sink, but let's put more whales on it. Like we, we don't care. Do it's, we we're hunting for the whales? Do we have like an old lore story of a character who just did nothing but take out whales successfully every? I'd say I don't think that guy exists. So I think maybe whale hunters sounds. By the way, that sounds like an A and E show as well. So good job but, on that. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe some like whatever you call those people that overfish. Like yeah. you know they have like giant machines. Like they put dynamite in and then scoop up <laughs> yeah. all the shrimp out of the water. Like yeah. the, whatever there is for that. Um, yeah, that that sort of mass. Like it's not farming or or even foraging the land or you know it's. Yeah, I can see there's something better than hunters, but I'm not sure. Well, without swearing, maybe whale effers. It's pretty good. <laughs> Hear it in your head. It sounds uh, all right. I don't want to shame anyone's kink, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like let's not do that to the old uh, whaleys. Somebody somewhere is looking at one of those twelve foot penises of a, of a whale and getting super yeah. stoked you know, I never, about it. Never really met a whaley. See lots of furries. You see those JPEGs and uh, profile pics, but I never see a guy who's like into whales. No, right? like, I that's want a rare thing. Like a whale. Yeah. yeah, but it, uh, if Ahab was alive today, he'd be Ahab fifty two or whatever on Twitter, and he would he would have an avatar that's a whaley avatar. That would happen. But anyway. um, but on, just on this front, though, even though there aren't loot boxes, there are going to be some kind of random purchases. So like, I don't. Oh, well, they just to say, say the how much box? this is like. No, this is a semantic. Like, uh, we don't have loot boxes. We have weekly specials, or what? right? Yeah, we have a store that we changes have card week packs. to week. Yeah, like, and, and they did show that, like that it was going to be like, well, here's what you can buy this week. You okay, know? well then I'm annoyed with not calling. Okay, fine, you're not having loot boxes. Is that just like me saying, you know, it's Kim says Scott, you need to go mow the lawn. Um, okay, I won't be not mowing. I mean, that sounds like bullshit. I don't like it. 
It kind of is. I don't like it. If it's if it's you're like not going to do of loot a boxes, random, instead of just giving you random items, it's instead you can now buy from a selection of random items. Yeah, or call them you know bags or uh, packs or some other name. If that's what they're saying, that will really bug me. I don't want to throw them in jail well, yet I, for that, but. I just like loot boxes. A very broad can be a very specific term. Like it is a picture, a JPEG of a box, and then a little flashy animation, and then stuff comes out. I'm like, okay, that's a loot box. But is a card pack in Hearthstone a loot box? Yes, yes, it is. But some people might be go, no, it's a card pack. It's very different than a loot box. There, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> 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 but, you know, <laughs> Bo got so into that he just spit all over himself. Well, it makes me it, that makes me thinking that's possible makes me mad. But I know that might be what's going on with this because I'm like, if it's random, it's the it's a term of art, a loot box. It means. You you show product A and you get product A when you buy. Everything else is a loot box. Yeah, that's if like you're saying, uncertain yeah. about what it's gonna be. It's yeah. a form of loot box. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so, saying, oh, why didn't you deliver mail to that guy up the road? Well, he doesn't have a, a mailbox. What do you mean? He's got and, one right there. It's all made of stone. Yeah, it's yeah. made out of stone. It's not a box. It's like a cave. And, it's not a mail cave. And, <laughs> yeah, and the reason, and I'm just gonna explain this because I think everyone needs this education. Not just 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 to know because it just pisses me off that some people know and other people don't know and then try to grift them. It's that your 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 brain optimally likes variable reward. That's why if you get a reward, John's often talk about I want good rewards for my dungeons. But if you play the same game for ten years and get the same analogous type of rewards for ten years, that novelty still goes down. The science shows that you are less excited. The science shows that if you actually shit on people occasionally in between good rewards, that is more engaging. Yeah. So the randomization means you're not getting something awesome every time. You're getting something shitty. And that makes you, in moments of weakness, want to buy again, want to buy more. It's incentivizing because yeah. you're like, oh, shit. And then you're like, let me buy two more packs. And we've all been there. We've all done it. It's part of being human. That that um, They call it variable reward, I think. Mm-hmm. Basically, like too low rewards, too long between rewards, not interested. Too many rewards, saturated. You get bored with it variable rewards that's where it's at someday you get a kiss some other days you get a slap how do i get the kiss i don't know but let me keep pressing the the, let me be the lab rat to keep pressing the button and get the kiss you know like that's well there's another side that's what that is too because there's that and then the opposite side of this so the way it works i don't know if we've explained it well but basically what it is is yes to anybody that wants to say well you are going to know what you're buying you see the skin and you go, or the hero or whatever, and you go, that's what I want to buy and that's what you get. But the selection is what is random and it's random for a limited bit of time. Um, So not only are you still kind of getting the loot box on the one end and the, maybe it's something you want, maybe it's not. But then on the other end, you've got a big ticking clock to where if it says, Hey, you've, you've only got, so many more days to buy this and you look at your gold and you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm nowhere near that. Do I want to play more or do I just buy gold and buy it right now? I don't have much longer. I don't know when this is going to come back in rotation. I don't know when I can get this. I better buy it. Yeah. So it's also leaning on that instinct of like that fear of missing out. Artificial scarcity. Yeah. yeah, It's like, well, you better get this. You you want this mage? Well, this you're only gonna be able to get Jaina for another two days. So you either play a shitload of the game or you better buy some gold. Yeah. So it's it's 
it is predatory, but it's also mobile standard. You know, like I'm not but, surprised but by any of these. Mechanics. Artificial scarcity is more common. Like even your sale at your local drugstore on, you know, cheap Pepsi, like, oh, get cheap Pepsi two days only, like, or cheap bed mattress, uh, 50% off bed mattresses come on it. Like the sale is just made up. They're just having a sale. Yeah. The fact that, that that value changes has no real correlation to reality. It's, it is there to motivate you with anxiety and, and timing. So yeah. like, I, even though you're right, it's predatory, that's more common. But you don't go to the grocery store and they have a closed pack of meat and they're like, could be a, a gallbladder, chicken gallbladder, or it could be a delicious breast and a steak in there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> buy it, and if you didn't like it, buy another one. You might yeah. get a legendary pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is good. You this know, is the best we'd be analogy. Like, we'd be like in rioting if that people did that. This yeah. is a really good analogy. Like, legitimately, that is a good one. Everyone always wants to know the difference between this and regular marketing. That's it. That's the difference. You don't I buy a bag a of potato chips at a store shop. and go, gosh, I hope these are the potato chips I wanted, not somebody's uh, rectum, you know? Like, you don't. <laughs> somebody's rectum? <laughs> I can't think of another Scott's thing. like, what's another food? Rectum. <laughs> <laughs> what else could be in a bag of chips that gets edible? Damn, I need a rectum. Big bag of rectums. I don't know how that yeah, works. Great. But, uh, but yeah, that's a really good agree. analogy. And I think that's exactly what they're facing down. So we'll see if how well they handle it my expectation Wait, is it'd be like there, everybody else what's our what's our mashup guy's name i just know him as jamie. famous mashups i'm it's jamie okay jamie, yep right. he's canadian right. also hi, also hi, a canadian hi jamie yeah hi jamie gonna, he hears all this and probably already making a mashup based around your australian accent yeah. in the pre-show so yeah. we'll see how that goes jamie mashup um nice i do have pork rind pork rinds sometimes and some of those look like they came from pretty close to the rectum you know those pork rinds? You never know where those well, are being think, stripped out of. I think the butthole is edible, at least in hot dogs. It's definitely that's definitely there a, are some a people that rectum. definitely think the butthole is edible. Oh, absolutely. There are probably some listeners right now. Hello to all of you. <laughs> right now? <laughs> We're calling them out My favorite doing. thing, listening to core and eating the butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if that was true? What was the <laughs> Hold on a second. What was the the stupid Rogan show where he made people do scary things? What was that called? Fear factor. Fear factor. He had them eating. There were pig anuses quite often on there, so they'd have a whole rectum, like the internal rectum yeah. of, of a of yeah. a pig, and they yeah, eat like that. I'm sure you know some jackass adjacent yeah. thing. I'm sure you know it's that's a hundred percent what we were talking about. Yeah, we were but not. I'm, talking I'm about more picturing else. somebody you know doing some <laughs> weird some some you know Netflix and chill kind of business. <laughs> yeah. well, and H- HBO, HBO for and a chill second kind of and business. go, boy, do they have us pegged, huh? And yeah. then back and just to the it. idea that anyone's HBO and chilling and listening to Core at the same time, like two great things all at the same time, yeah, all at once. <laughs> Aren't you lucky, you'd say to yourself. Um, look at this. This is gross. I'm putting it in our chat and our, in our Discord, and I'm not telling anyone oh, about no. it. Oh, no. What are you doing? This is our fault, John. We okay. Me. This isn't as bad as I thought it yeah. was. You've seen these probably before. Oh. Yeah. But Scott has shared with You can us. buy that. Yeah. You can buy those. And Honestly, that- the part of this image, so Scott sent us uh, chocolate buttholes. <laughs> I didn't send you chocolate butthole. <laughs> the the worst part of the image, image is the, is the, the expression lady. on the gr- the lady's yeah, face. Yeah, the lady's the worst face part. is the absolute worst. I I if somebody was like, "Hey, you want to hang out with this lady? Or do you want to eat this chocolate butthole?" I will be eating <laughs> like, the butthole. Thank you. Very how much, much did she get paid for this gig? <laughs> like, you want to take a photo for twenty dollars eating chocolate? Is it a hundred dollars? I think she works there. She works there. She's like, 
Look at her. She looks like she works there and is on some sort of THC uh, level of life. Uh, so she's like, they're like, hey, uh, Janice, an accounting, we need a model to eat <laughs> some of the more product you want to do. She's like, uh, I love it. I love it. You can get an extra week of I'm vacation. I'm also very hungry. Yeah. I'm not just the founder. I love a chocolate anus would be your thing. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, anuses aside, let's move on to the Square Enix story. Uh, Square Enix. So they did a weird thing, kind of out of nowhere. I don't think any of this was was known um, much anyway. It felt like it came out of nowhere. Square Enix sold most of its Western studios to a, uh, um, a capital holding company called Embracer Group, which apparently has a lot of video game assets. Embracer um, Group kind of burst on the scene too, right? Yeah. Like they were kind of zero to 60 in no time uh, type deal. Swedish video game company. Yep. And they they now own so so your Tomb Raiders your uh, Deus Ex Deus Ex yeah. Thief Legacy of Cain yeah. they got Crystal Dynamics Idos Montreal Square Enix they were Montreal Nordic, uh, Gex yeah, yeah. they got Gex just kidding no one cares about Gex remember Gex the game Gex or was it Jex? nobody nobody cares is that stupid Gex. lizard game that was, has, yeah no it was Gex Gex yeah. Enter the Gecko yeah Enter the Gecko and it had like a famous comedian do his voice and it was a bad game. But I'll tell you what was good: Legacy of Cain and uh, those games. With the um, speaking of uh, Corey Stockton at Blizzard, this used to be where he worked. But uh, Legacy of Cain and then its sequels, Reaver of Souls, was it? Soul, Soul Reaver. Reaver. Amazing games for their time. I'm sure there's you know yeah. better things now, but love that. The, the Legacy of Cain in, uh, in particular, I thought was so rad. And I played it on my PlayStation One. Yeah. Anyway, they got them all. Um, they also say they want to invest in blockchain, according to their press oh, release. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Square, it's Square Enix. <laughs> yeah, Square, Square Enix. Enix. Not, not Embracer. Not Embracer. Right. This was in Square Enix's press release about the, the purchase. They basically Dude. said they want to invest the money in technologies like AI and blockchain. Yeah. Yeah. We don't so, want to talk about Embracer, but we want to talk about what's, why Square Enix did this. Yeah. We don't care <laughs> yeah. about Square Enix. I mean, we Embracer do. Embracer got but, a good deal. They're, they're fine. Now let's talk about what Square Enix How much did. was, what was, the, what'd they get? 300 something million? 300 million. Yeah. Okay. So pretty good. I think a pretty good deal. I never uh, asked for this. Uh, <laughs> I think that they probably got a better deal than most would have. I also think Square Enix has always had an awkward relationship with their own Western purchases. Uh, European well, they clearly companies. have unrealistic expectations on how they should be performing. Yeah, that yeah. is for sure. Yeah. Um, I think, and, and this is where I wanted to bring it up with how you felt, John, as the Final Fantasy XIV player. Yeah. Because I don't think they think very much Final Fantasy XIV either. I thought I saw that somewhere in my reading. Well, I, I was reading some stuff too. It seems like Final Fantasy XIV gets a little bit of a pass because it does make a decent amount of money for them. Like, still not any... Like, it doesn't compare to... They're not impressed. They're mobile games. Like, they, yeah. they sit back and they go, oh, mobile games. But it's like mobile games, MMOs, and then AAA. So it, it exists in kind of this middle tier between yeah. the two, which uh, means typically gets left a, a little bit alone i mean it's one of those things where you know i'd be lying if i said i wasn't worried that you know they're going to try and find some way to force nfts or blockchain on the game uh yoshi p the game's director has said that he will not have it in his game but he has lost those fights before 
He's also said he didn't want a store for Final Fantasy XIV. It has a store. Uh, there was a feature in the most recent patch that he said he really didn't want in the game, although he could see value for players, which was the ability to try on stuff that you could buy in the store from within the game. And he said he didn't want the store anywhere in the game. Obviously, he ultimately lost that call, too, even though I think that's actually a decent feature. So, you know, he's drawn a line and said, no, we're not going to put it in this game. But he doesn't always win those fights. And uh, the CEO of Square Enix (laughs) is still like after he caught all that flack for talking about NFTs, uh, he doubled down on it and was like, yeah, I think a lot of people don't like it, but I think we see value in it. So they might be right on that front of seeing value in it. And and they also specifically in this case talked about blockchain, which is kind of a it's a little bit of a distraction because when they say blockchain, they mean the things everyone's irritated with. But blockchain itself is not a crazy idea for game integration. Some of that already happens. It just doesn't involve NFTs or freaking some of this other bullshit. So they tried to adhere to that messaging. But, you know, I mean, just tell us what you're talking about. I don't like it when they dance around that stuff. Um, I'm looking at a mobile game right now. Their battle royale game set in the Final Fantasy universe uh, here on screen. And uh, that's Midgar. That's underneath the Final Fantasy VII. This is their BR game that is totally mobile. Um, It's actually okay. I played it, but I just wanted to mention it has some of the worst pop up I've ever seen in a video game in my life. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's It's really, really, really egregious. Yeah, but it's fun. It plays like Fortnite or you know any of these kind of games and i think I've, from what i've heard that game makes them tons of money i'm guessing none of us have played it <laughs> other no, than me this, i hopped this, in but yeah. but this this sort of just like this week's news has been interesting because you know warcraft has diablo immortal uh sorry activision blizzard has diablo immortal and warcraft uh warcraft arclight rumble is big announcements square enix divests itself of great game studios we all want another deus ex oh my god yeah. um more tomb raider you know the new tomb raiders were well regarded yeah uh companies that square enix themselves were like kind of poo-poo on they're like oh mobile and you just kind of like look at it and you're like yeah like this is this is like they're 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 designed to make money like yeah. if you just look at it, it's like is it i own shares and i want to make some return on the shares they're like mobile's the way to do it. The, the the evidence bears it out. People say one thing, but when we look at the numbers, the profit comes from this stuff. Yeah. Then you're like, oh yeah, they should get rid of all their great games. They should stop making AAA games completely. Like, what's the point? Yeah. You know, they're just going to get shit on for not being good enough, anyways, uh, and they're not going to make that much money at them. Yeah. So I think you have licensing a point. issues. People stream them. Not every company loves. Square Enix isn't a lover of streaming, even though they, they tolerate it, as we know, with some of their games they've released. Like, don't they ask people not to stream? Yeah, like, they just look probably, I bet you there's a bunch of people who don't give a shit about making the world's best game that uh, operate these companies. Like, we need to make profits for shareholders. Money's in mobile. Yeah. Let's go. And they, I mean, they literally said AAA is not as profitable as mobile. And that's their way of saying, get ready, we're going to be doing a bunch more mobile. Not exactly saying we're dumping all our traditional Final Fantasy updates or whatever 16 is going to be. And I guess we know it's back to fantasy or whatever. And maybe that's why Microsoft is buying, like, buying up all this stuff now. Maybe the reading the room in 5, 10 years, the projection is all the AAAs get out of AAA games. And then these consoles got nothing to sell to anyone. It may be. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Microsoft like bringing in studios, Sony bringing in studios is like planning to make sure they got product for 
their devices into the future. What's funny is it's you could hear all of this talk that we're having, and you could assume that all of this means that big AAA studios and or publishers and or console makers are losing money on their big AAA games. The answer to that is that is absolutely not true. They're making more money than ever on those games. Single-player games, non-free-to-play games. They're making it's, it's, tons of money, more than they've ever made. That isn't slowing down. What this means is another revenue stream over here that the three of us or others may not think is is cool as our mainline stuff, that over there is way outperforming the growth in this side of it. So it's not like there's a dip over here. That's usually what happens when you see something like this, this sort of shift. This is still growing. It's all, It's still a thing. It's still growing at rapid rates. The video game business is not slowing down. But over there is this exploding mobile market that if you don't have a handle in there, then you're going to lose out because everyone's fighting for the same money. So that but getting it, rid of them signals, Square Enix getting rid of them signals that it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it to them. Um, and yeah, that's my point. If, if it gets so lucrative on the mobile side that it's no longer worth it for you to make AAA games, even though you're still making money on them, which is what yeah. we learned from their their Guardians of the Galaxy game, they made money on that. It sold a lot by any measure. But it well, still wasn't more. enough for them. Why? Because it's not mobile. It's not whatever those numbers are. Right, because they're looking at, they're looking at it as an equivalent space. They're not looking at it like you said as two different things. Right. They're looking at it as video games, one column. And it's like, well, this video game is making us. And I, I don't know for a fact that this is what they're doing. That's what, what it sounds it like, like, though. Right. Yeah, yeah. It looks like they're looking at a a pillar of money that just says video games. And it's like, well, what did our video games earn us? Well, these mobile games earned this and this Guardians of the Galaxy game earned this. And they're like, how much money did we put into that? Why did we do that? That bit, that didn't make very much, all things considered. And look at how much we put in. Whereas these games are making way more and we put almost nothing into it. Yeah. Like, why would we keep that? But I, I, I think that this is a fallacy. And I think it is going to burn a lot of companies in the future. This is where my real concern comes in. Because I look at companies like, and I talked about this with someone on Twitter the other day. I talked about it on my stream the other day. Right now, Netflix experienced its first loss in subscribers since they moved to being primarily streaming. Yeah, 230,000 or something they lost. Freaking out about it. Yeah. They're, they're like, what's happening? And the big scapegoat in the corporate room is uh, account sharing, yeah. is what's getting blamed for it. Yeah. But when you think about it, Netflix was doing some pretty smart things. They got a lot of people on the streaming bandwagon. One, because not a lot of people were doing it. Two, they enticed a lot of people by going, hey, you know those shows that those greedy television companies canceled? We're bringing them back. You're going to get more seasons of Arrested Development and all this stuff. And then they were one of the the first companies to kind of see the writing on the wall. And, And you can tell a meeting happened where someone said, hey, what happens when all these companies that we're streaming the products for realize, well, why don't we just do this ourselves? And they said, okay, we got to get ahead of this. Let's do Netflix originals. We'll do our own shows. We'll do our own movies. Very smart, very forward thinking because I feel like they got on that very quickly. Agreed. But then they played this game of, well, we've, we've noticed a trend that if we launch a new show, it gets a bunch of interest in the first season and then interest dwindles as, as seasons go on. But we get a big spike whenever we do a new Netflix original. So instead of continuing to let these shows run their course, let's cancel any show in its third or second season 
and launch a new show in its place. And let's just keep doing that. And that's exactly what they did. And there were so many good shows on Netflix that don't tell a complete story because they just got canceled on season two or three, you know, sometimes even before that. And then they launched another show that then also didn't go anywhere. Right. So nobody's going to have faith that Netflix television shows are going to ever pay off. I'm not ever going to get invested in a Netflix show. That doesn't mean anything to me anymore because I have no faith they're going to complete it. All Meanwhile, what they probably knew was going to happen happened. Everybody launched their own streaming service for their own products. So you can't rely on Netflix for movies anymore unless it's their original movies. So that's really all they have now. And I don't know if I've ever seen a Netflix movie that I thought was really, really excellent. Hmm. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but even if they did, like have, we're at a place where it's like they're raising prices while the content that I care about or am interested in is dwindling. Yeah. It's a weird, the they're, price high combined with that. Place. That's a hundred percent true. And I, and, and you're right that they, I mean, here's the, here's the disgusting thing about it. And kind of what I was trying to make the point of about earlier, Netflix losing 233 subscribers in the large scheme of things for them is nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. This is purely an investor outrage that then translates to customers because we're stupid cheap. But the point is they still by far have the largest audience of online stream subscriptions by miles and miles and miles compared to Disney plus and HBO max and everybody else. But all, so what that means is they're already still hugely profitable um, they didn't, they wouldn't have lost money had they not had to pull out of, out of Russia. They would have been, they would have been okay. Um, so there's like all these reasons to look at it and go, this is barely a blip for them. Okay. Yeah. It's their first loss of customers, but you just recoup and keep moving and whatever. Instead, everyone is like the world is ending. And the reason the world is ending is we have this unrealistic expectation of constant, permanent, never ending growth. And it's well, just never sustainable. It only no underlying value. Like the John's point is that if they would have had a catalog of shows, they'd have their own underlying value. Because I think the thing we're sort of losing sight of with all of this is like um, companies are not valued based on what they did or yeah. what's going on today. It's about the projection. So you could be massively successful, but if everyone knows you're out in two years, your stock price goes down. People are mad. Heads roll. So like this isn't about their games are successful today. This is I think about a more flat stream of revenue because mobile purchases are probably don't have the same spikes as uh, video game purchases where they go to a launch, they sell a bunch and then they put it on sale and try to, you know, get money after. Right. So it, the, the, the revenue stream is very up and down unless you've got a cash hose like world of Warcraft league of legends. Um, but everyone gets to have a cash hose in mobile because of the micro because of the the pricing model the pricing model means they're probably generating more consistent revenue and showing growth as they add new titles and yeah. don't make big launches out of them mm-hmm. generally you just kind of see the games appear and they persist for a period of time and um so i think what it is for square enix if they're sitting down and just u- do using numbers they're looking at a highly volatile um revenue uh, model versus one that is more flat but positively trending and that's easier to sell to people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where Netflix is losing because yes, there's competitors, but as you said, 
they don't have any underlying. If everyone leaves and Netflix just has their own shows, then nobody saw that. They, 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 poof, they're well, gone. And maybe that's the their future. Value is in their agreements. Right. But my, my whole point is that they're not actually in that position at all right now. Like there's the pictures <laughs> no, being right painted now. that well, they're, that they're losing somehow. They're not losing. I mean, they lost 230,000 things partly due to but Russia. The projection might be that they're like, play it out in the next five years. Everyone's got their own streaming services. Everyone making their own shows will make them exclusive. Halo is only available in a certain place. Sure. Cool unless, right. unless they're eroding away right. their popularity. But unless they, they figure out a way to, to pull themselves out of it, then, you know, investor feedback or investor panic was, was unfounded. To me, this is like, you know, right now you're going to go pay five to six bucks a gallon where John and I live for gas which is ridiculous, but also at the same time, Exxon posted their highest grossing quarter of all time of all history. It's hard to reconcile the fact that that's history. I hate that. I hate history. That's old news. Whatever happened today is because a value of something in a bit, like reason you would want to buy shares in a company is because you're going to make some money in the future. Yeah. It's all futures. Yeah. So so value means having a, a price tag means it's always viable every second of every day. Especially in this day of like micro trading and all that jazz yeah. too. Yeah. So your value, the perception of your value, is where it's going. That's why GameStop shot up because the, the the fact that people were buying in such volume implied that there was something somebody knew, <laughs> and then they, then then they found out it was a troll. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that. It's about perception, and the perception of Netflix is that. Um, it's they're going to be losing revenue in the next five, 10 years. Cause like John said, they don't have a good underlying catalog of their own and all their value. Now that streaming services are everywhere, they're not special cause they're the streaming service with the tech. So they don't have any tech IP that's of great value and they don't, they're losing license agreements for content in the future. And that means less people will eventually, if you had to look at Netflix, you go, well, who's going to be using that in five years? Mm. Yeah. Like, and I think their reaction of, well, it's account sharing. We got to crack down on it. Is it that sounds like boardroom trying not to have accountability? You know what I mean? Like well, nobody yeah. really thinks it's account sharing, but that's going to make life harder on the users. It's because a bunch of people in a plane about to crash, like they yeah. react crazy. Like I, you know, what is it? There was that story on like mall rats or something where some people have sex because like the plane's going to crash. Like, <laughs> like all kinds of crazy shit happens in yeah. a plane that's about to crash. That's anything out of Netflix the next five years, unless something changes, that's probably what you're seeing. Yeah. 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 And I, I just think to bring it back to Square Enix, I think it's the same thing. I think, I think putting all your eggs in mobile is a mistake because I think what you said was correct, Scott. This isn't one category. This isn't video games. I think that you can grow both these markets. I think our general, like it's a Venn diagram, of course. There are people who like AAA and mobile games. There are mobile games, uh, primarily mobile game players that also play AAA. Like it's definitely a Venn diagram. It's not completely separate. But I do think it is different audiences. And I think you can grow and cultivate both. And like we talked about earlier, are more people going to play your Final Fantasy game if the Final Fantasy brand has meaning and purpose? Yeah. If you kill Final Fantasy and that brand now is associated with garbage and nobody likes it, d- does your mobile game with Final Fantasy in the title mean anything? No. Now you have to compete on a level playing field and people will tell you all the time that if you're getting in mobile app development, it is not a level playing field. 
Like you will make a game and somebody else with a bigger name and brand recognition will copy that game and take all the money that would have gone to you. Yeah. Like it is brutal and cutthroat (laughs) in the mobile space. So these companies do live and die on their names and reputations. And I think you have to cultivate both. And I think, you know, I don't think Square Enix is completely getting away from that, but it does indicate a, a general shift and I think it is risky because I I do think it's wrong. I do think you can cultivate both audiences. Yeah. Um, but hopefully if we're going to sunny side this, that means there's going to be some cool stuff coming out of like Deus Ex and stuff like that. Yeah, like, they'd already announced a new, a new uh, Tomb Raider game like right before this, two weeks ago or something. There was a new Tomb nice. Raider announcement. So assuming that great. continues and development happens, then uh, let's embrace you know. Embracer Group. Yeah, Embracer Group, whatever you're up to, good luck. Somebody in the chat was saying they're super into preservation, uh, physical game preservation. So whatever that means, they may have some initiative there to... Embracers? Yeah, like overall, not just with these acquisitions, but like they're... that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see an online museum of games. And and we talked about the library, right? The the place for gamers to least have knowledge and experience of older games we haven't talked about it but the numbers xbox numbers are way way up um beat out both switch and sony and not just availability like software sales and stuff i think the game pass thing might be starting to stick i think that might actually start to be meaningful in a broader sense consistent revenue for the developers don't have to worry about tepid launches and stuff like you know I, would I, you rather have a, a 20% chance, 10% chance at a giant pile of money, or would you take 12 months of consistent average income? And most businesses would probably take the... They'd take the bigger risk. Unless they had, unless they know for sure they're going to kill on sales. Yeah. You'd, you'd probably be like, eh, I'll take the handout. You know, it's better. The nice thing about Microsoft, their top pockets are so deep, you can take almost any, well, that's <laughs> any I mean. risk it's you want. generous, too. Yeah. So, yeah, in some ways, it is, it is that. So anyway, with the just, logins being more valuable than the revenue, they probably took a hit on those those people that first got in. Probably got in on some pretty sweetheart deals, yeah. like very generous. But even on a basic ground level, I think a lot of like parents and people in charge of their homes entertainment are just now figuring it out and going, wait, wait, wait. If I buy that one and I pay twelve a month or whatever it is, I can have all those games. Those are just included. Grandma knows what Netflix is. Grandma, get this. Then you just got to pay. It's like Netflix, but I'll get all the games I want. Okay, there. Barely. The value there is crazy yeah. when you hear that. Like, take and, your gamer mind out of S, it. S, I have an S. I don't yeah. even know why there's an X. Like, obviously, the graphics will be better. The S runs great. It's great. It's a great S console. It's a great box. Even yeah. my, my mom and I went to Best Buy because I got the MetaQuest this weekend. Another plug. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. And I was like, look, that's what my Xbox looks like. She's like, that looks so cute. It's like a kitchen appliance. She, I can see the desire in her eyes, just the appearance of it. it it's a clean looking tech box. It's yeah. nice. It's really cool. It's a monolithic beast. But it, but the fact that it does all the stuff it's doing for this low price, everyone gets it. And I just think that's starting to catch on in a way that <laughs> in a weird way, Netflix and others have paved the way for. I think that's how people are going to gain more knowledge of it. Anyway, We'll see how they do. Uh, and also, I want to see what Sony's thing is this June. I'm actually going to do it, see what they do. Uh, Fortnite is now playable on xCloud Gaming. Uh, that includes through Apple devices. So if you want to play uh, Fortnite previous to this because of their lawsuit, you haven't been able to do it for quite a while on iOS or Macs. And that is still true. Uh, while that's all being, <laughs> they're still litigating the hell out of each other. But it will be playable through Microsoft X cloud on those devices. To me, this struck me as like 
a fine story and whatever we'd talk about on the show, but what a weird, what a weird crossing the streams of all the stuff and the brands that have long been like, like Microsoft's facilitating a way for Apple users to do Apple shit with a game that's currently banned on the Apple shit. And there's a war between Epic and them, but, but somehow XCloud, probably a Microsoft product. Apple and, there's agreements between Apple and Microsoft. So Apple can't just shut it down either, right? Yeah. You know, you, you know like, because Xbox can stream games on, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's a weird game. It's of so weird. Industrial poli- industrial politics. And Tim Sweeney's out here going, when he's tweeting about it, by the way, we're the best. We got to give 30% off of our publishers. <laughs> like he's still just hammering that message on yeah. at the end of his tweet on that. It's something like, you know, he's like, uh, don't give Apple their cut of 30%. Way to go, Microsoft. Like, he's just like... He's he's I think he thinks he's like a samurai uh, of some great mission on this. Like, you know, uh, there's war in Ukraine. There's there's uh, between, you know, there's war, there's pandemic, there's famine is still a thing. There are people treated bad. But Tim Sweeney's out here going, listen, we're not giving Apple 30 percent. It's the most important thing I will tweet every day about this issue. And everyone's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they also I should have mentioned this. Uh, this is free. So this is part of xCloud, but you don't have to be a Game Pass subscriber to use it. And it will work on all browsers, uh, devices, all that stuff, which includes all the iOS devices, Android and devices, you, iPads, whatever. I wonder um, if you can also make purchases in there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you can. But my thinking is this is smart on Microsoft's side because A, Fortnite, whatever, put it out there, let everybody have access to it. But this is how you draw people to your services. As you get them, so, if, you're, if they're going to so check out Xbox. Micro, Microsoft the good guy. Phil yeah. Spencer's out there trying to make Microsoft the good guys. Kind of, yeah. He's like, look, can't we all get along here? It's on here. <laughs> Done. Play your Fortnite. You guys have fun in court. We're going to be out here playing Fortnite. That's, yeah, it's pretty yeah, interesting. There's, there's probably some people that really don't like Phil Spencer, that industry. Probably. He, he, makes, yeah. he, he, he makes everyone get along and does common sense things that aren't competitive. <laughs> Yeah. Like just, I think you're right. And like, I really like can't him. Can't you see we're fighting here? Yeah. Like he doesn't have any of that warlike stuff going on. It doesn't feel like it. I know he has the war chest for it, but it just feels like he's like, yeah, we're doing this thing. We think it's good for gamers and us. We like it. And I'm, boy, I sure like to play Quake. You know, he's just like a nerd like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. At least it seems that way. So please don't have I mean, any you never weird... know behind the scenes, but certainly his public personas and his actions. Yeah, don't give us... Yeah, I don't want some weird revelation. Don't tell... I don't even want to know the news. If it ever comes on that Phil Spencer, you know, eats he's goats... A whaley. And, he's whatever, a whaley. Or if he's a whaley. <laughs> or whatever he's it is. Whaley. I don't want to know. Dressed up as a whale, maybe, allegedly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not smandering anybody. Yeah. I'm not smandering anybody, but um, I just you know, remember he might, be, he might be a whaley. I just uh, remember know, I might that, be one too. This so. is when I really not fell in love with the guy, but when I first went, oh, okay, Phil Spencer speaking my language is when they talked about this acquisition. We're talking about the biggest tech acquisition of, of all time. So much money, so many intertwined things to think about. Do blah blah blah, just crazy across the board. And the one of the first things out of his mouth was. Well, we'll have access to the uh, to the Hexen IP, and I'm I'm pretty excited about what that might mean with Hexen. And I'm like, you're talking about Hexen. Hexen's this amazing yeah. game from the '90s that I love so much. But why is the CEO of of Xbox, with all this power he's wielding, he's just talking about how cool Hexen is? I love That's that. The one he wants to play. That's the one he's into. I love that. Freaking love he's that. A legit, he's a legit gamer. He's not a. I, I'm. He's a legit gamer. 
Yeah. Like Gabe, Gabe is a legit gamer. I'm pretty sure Tim is too, with all his weird takes. He's still probably one of us. Yeah. Yeah. Being a gamer doesn't look. There's one thing I learned about talking about video games with people. Being a gamer does not preclude you from having weird ass takes. Oh, yeah. No. But uh, I'm not sure about Fisame. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, he did a he did an interview i, I saw know. i saw this recently it was funny they said what's your favorite non-nintendo game yeah because you know he's always been just the mouthpiece for nintendo so uh, any game you talk to him about it's like oh nintendo this nintendo that and they said okay what's favorite non-nintendo game and he immediately like no hesitation went halo <laughs> so <laughs> he's at least made it that far yeah it's about time because for the first year or two of his exit from nintendo it didn't even then you could give him a question like that and he would somehow turn it into a pro nintendo conversation like he was so ingrained in that and now it sounds like maybe he's at least willing to admit that he likes other things or something but again does he I just wonder if that's like I sort of think we forgive him because that's like maybe old school corporate thinking. Don't give play to the bad guys. Give play to the good guys. You're you're larping, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm just, but but like people want a relatable human being. Phil is a relatable human being. He'll just be like, yeah, I've played Hexen on my 386. Yeah, and I'm a shit in a bag at my desk. Like if you said something like <laughs> it's a story like that, I'd be like, I believe you, and I'd be like, like you're a cool guy. Like I get it. We all been there, buddy. Yeah, but you know, just I may just it seems so manicured and you know. And yeah, it's like, he's got a little bit of that. I, I think he seems uh, like a nice guy, but he's he's pretty he's protective. A nice guy, I'm not saying nice guy, just larping. Sure, sure. And, and corporate and larping. Phil, I don't feel like he's larping. Sometimes I feel like those circles under his eyes aren't makeup. They're, no, that's him up Blake playing <laughs> or whatever. He sometimes has the vague look of. The makeup person had to touch up his face because he was up too late playing, uh, you know, yeah. Borderlands. Plus, he wears he wears sensible shirts and things. Like he wears like he a wears like loose shirts. It doesn't look like some buttoned up. Scott's CEO right. Type. He does. Yeah. I th- I think the same thing. I'm like, yeah, he's not too stuffy. He's got look at that shirt. I yeah, wear that. Shirt. That guy shits in a bag. He's cool. I like him. <laughs> yep, just like all of us. Just like the rest of us. Like the rest of us. You're one of us. You shit in a bag. Congratulations. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, maybe he doesn't shit in the bag. And then we don't shit in the bag, but you know we've been there. Where we've it's been slow. There. You're yeah. prairie dogging, and you don't want to get up because you're in the middle of a level. You know? Oh sure, I liked when I had yeah. to pee on this show, and I oh you guys didn't notice. I may as well just tell you all now. Um, John, I think maybe noticed me doing this, but did it happen I th- again? I threw a question to you, Bo, about um, ArcLight, and as I did, I swung my hand in a certain way that knocked my drink over. And I spread, uh, it was just water, but it spread water Which all over the place. And I've been soaking oh, thank it up God with this towel. Equipment, though. Some yeah. of it. It got on, um, oh, it no. got underneath my main uh, production box. Here's the worst Not part. Not your mixer, you just got one. This, <laughs> we this <need> controller. That. <laughs> we can't miss D&D again. This uh, the Xbox Series X controller got kind of hosed, but I think I can dry it out. I'm not too worried. The worst part about all this, there's still water to clean up and whatever. I'll deal with it. This, I use this thing to clean it up. My mouse mat, I don't know if it's because maybe there was food on it once or maybe something else, but because of the water and then me wiping all this up, my mouse mat smells like cat pee. Like yeah. just the worst smelling. I don't even know what. No, oh, I don't Did know how cat to. cat come and pee on there no. one time and you didn't notice? Well, I mean, we have a cat, but this room's locked all day, so I don't know how he gets uh. in here. I mean, Our I stupid cat peed on us while we were sleeping the other night. That sucked. <laughs> Oh no! Why did he pee on you? Was he mad at you? He's mad about something. Wait a minute! Change? I think his litter box needed changing, and it was one of those things where, like, I noticed it, and I was like, "Well, tomorrow." But apparently, he didn't agree with the tomorrow sentiment. Oh man, that's so gross. 
It is like that. It's more like a chemical pee. Not not someone in the chat says meth in the basement. It's like that. Like somebody's up to something down here. That's what it smells like. So I don't know if I should do. Should I just get rid of this mouse mat and never have it again? I mean, yeah, we talked yeah, about urea, weird. and I, mean, I got shouted down for my fears of urea. If there's, if your mat's made with urea, it's a perfectly fine chemical <laughs> compound. No need to freak out if it smells like cat pee. Okay, it's not gonna poison you. All right, <laughs> I am it's so fine. Happy that came up again. It's fine. It glows in the dark, but it won't kill you. Okay, I'm not worried anymore. It turns out now. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you don't like the smell, take it away and get zero. something that smells okay. But then other, otherwise you're fine. Yeah, forget it. All right, our final story, a little bit of flavor fun here. Stone Cold Steve Austin, because he said so, was his thing, right? That's what he said? Yeah, because Stone Cold said so. Because he said so. Uh, favorite Zelda what? game is Breath of the Wild. And uh, so now what? Do you, now, now what? He's picked it. Yeah, so. I'm not going to talk about weapon breaking anymore because I don't want Stone Cold to come after me. Yeah, I think you he's like wrong, though. I think, clear. you know, let me put it. Let me say this. Without breaking weapons, he might be right. With breaking weapons, he might be wrong. That's where I stand. <laughs> yeah. It's just I go I Wind Waker. If I got to pick a favorite, it's either Wind Waker or Link to the Past. 100%. One of those two. A Link Between Worlds was also good. There, there yeah, are many. It wasn't as good. That's true. But there are many, many good Zelda games, and they are all better than Breath of the Wild with bro- breaking weapons. Take that out, suddenly Breath of the Wild shoots up the list and is might even be number one. It's Elden Ring. I don't want Stone Cold mad at me, so I'll say whatever uh, Zelda game he wants me to. It was a fun, it, so it was part of his little quick interview um, he was doing with uh, Cody Rhodes. He uh, asked him quick fire type questions, and one of them was, "What is the best Legend of Zelda game?" Cody Rhodes said, "Ocarina of Time." Stone Cold cut him off and said, "Wrong." Breath of the Wild mm. was very fun. I had nobody had any idea that Stone Cold played Legend of Zelda, and I would honestly pay money to watch him. Do I it. think it's actually yeah. cool that he even had an answer. I think that's great. That yeah. says a lot about a you know like dude, he's in his sixties or something, and he's still you know he can just bring up a video game name. Not not that I, yeah. not the sixty year olds can't, but you know, these guys are famous. They've had a life of whatever. You don't think of them as just sitting down and playing Zelda one night. No, that's not how I picture them. But anyway, that's great. Stone Cold fact: He is a gamer. All right, we're gonna do a Dear Martha retro magazine letter. Yeah, I got three of them for you today. Ooh, and today's I like these. theme is definitely. Uh, the more things change, the more things stay the same. These oh. letters, you could just change things and read them today. They'd still be relevant. But this is from uh, July 1991. So. 91. Okay, so this is our chance to, oh my gosh, I was 20 that year. That's weird. Um, what year was it? Sorry. 91. 70, 91. 91. Yeah. So this is, uh, these are going to come at you and uh, enjoy them. Uh, read in the style, of course, John's Dear Martha, uh, you know, retrospective historical view. <laughs> Here you go. My dearest Martha, I'm writing in response to the letter Jonathan C. wrote regarding the video industry. And I have to say that I agree with him 100% on the matter. I've played a great many games lately, and I've beaten most of them during a two-day rental. Some games I can play over and over, and some of them insult my intelligence. They should make action games where you have to do more than mercilessly strike people down, and add a little depth to the characters. Maybe then they will get more attention. What's going on with those video game manufacturers? (laughs) Yours in this life and the next, 
Derek Ed. Oh, man. So does this mean, do we, do we have a reply from Martha for this? No, last one has a Martha reply. Okay, so that one's, so. there's that one. Now this one. My dearest Martha, I am writing in response to an item in the Maze Issues Pro News reports. The notion of holding the release date back on Razorsoft Stormlord because of a little skin is ludicrous. <laughs> what is it with game editing in America? This so-called controversy would be non-existent in Japan. Sega of America has already ruined one great game, DJ Boy. <laughs> I agree with Razorsoft <laughs> in that some TV commercials are more revealing than the little that is shown on their cart. They should leave Stormlord as is. P.S. I would love to hear more views on this subject from other readers. <laughs> Yours in this life and the next, Michael C. Wow. <laughs> they already ruined DJ Boy. Yeah, DJ Boy. Oh, what are we going to do? DJ Boy. I just love that there was a man out there who was looking forward to DJ Boy, whatever the hell that is. Yeah. Never and he's heard like, of it. It's ruined! Like the way we'd be like, you know, Shadowlands, so bad. Like, you know, it's like. Was DJ Boy, it's probably an NES title or something? I'm guessing 91. Yeah, yeah, this is probably NES era still. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, number three, which has a response. Here we go. My dearest Martha, I hope I won't have to worry about this, but how do you rate your games? If you're like other magazines, you probably rate games by a 16-bit standard. I hope this isn't true. It seems I can't get a good rating on a Nintendo game anymore because of Genesis, the TurboGrafx-16, and other arcade-quality graphics systems I don't own, or ever will. The question is, can I get an honest rating from your magazine? Or do I blow my money at the local video store on low-quality games for the NES? Yours in this life and the next, Jason H. I really dislike Jason H. I hate him. (laughs) He's my least favorite kind of gamer. Okay, so there's that guy, Mr. Troglodyte himself. But he gets a response from old Martha, and here's that. Jason, we can assure you that when we sit down to review 8-bit games, graphics and all, we compare that particular game's graphics honestly and fairly against other top 8-bit titles we've seen, played, and or reviewed. There are such vast differences in memory and color capabilities between 8-bit and 16-bit graphics that to compare the two would not only be unfair, it wouldn't make any sense. Yours forever, Martha. <laughs> I mean, she's right. That wouldn't be fair. She's right. I want to I wanna go ahead and give props to Martha for, uh, I think, taking the right stand in 1991. I like her. She's good. That damn Genesis. I will never own a 16-bit I, I system. will never own a 16-bit yeah, system. That guy seemed it's like... never going to happen. He seemed convinced that Nintendo themselves were not headed that direction. Isn't 8-bit enough? Yeah, isn't that enough? Why do we need all these new fandangled bits? Yeah. How many times have we heard that? Oh, every time. Every time. Right, right. Okay. Should we now yeah. bunk? We're going to talk about the future today, too. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about the future. I think Bo's tasted it. Um, I might have as well, but we're going to talk about what we played. <laughs> I'm going 
going to not take too long with some of these because I've talked about them on the show before, but I got back into the gunk um, because SteamWorld 2 was so much fun to go through and on portable on my Switch, I'm I'm playing the Gilgamesh game from the same developer um, that I thought, you know what? I didn't give the gunk long enough play. I played it for a few hours, talked about it on the show, and then I just kind of forgot. It was still on my drive and there on the Series X. I'm like, I'm going to play this thing. Same same devs, and you know, this is their first foray into 3D, so it's kind of a big deal. So I did, and uh, played a ton more of that game. And I think the gunk is actually really charming and pretty great. Um, still one of the prettiest games I've played this year, last year. And uh, if, it, if it has any problems, it's maybe got a few narrative issues, which I talked about before. Uh, some of the character movements a little floaty and weird, but it feels like a staging area for what they're going to do next. And while that may be weird for some, it's on Game Pass, so what's the harm? And there's a lot to like, especially graphically. It's really, really pretty. So I'm playing that. Uh, the gunk. It's very good. Rogue Legacy 2 came out of, of uh, early access after a two-plus-year uh, stint in the early access on Steam. And the good news is Rogue Legacy 2 is very good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I played it, it as well, by the way. Out, out, yeah, out, out. Yeah. 1.0. Oh, I, I have it as well. So like we can chat about it. Yeah, let's talk let's talk about it. So it's on everything. I'm playing it on Steam because that's where I had the early access version. Um, but you can get on Switch and consoles and you know, all that. I think even over I think yeah, Epic has it. If you're a fan of the Epic store, they have it now. So anyway, it's full 1.0 of the game. Uh, everyone always says, Hey, should I play the first one first? The answer is no. This is more of what that was, plus a whole bunch. And really, it's just such a tight refining of what that experience was while adding a bunch of new features, character classes, abilities, that sort of thing. And a pretty good graphical overhaul that I think this is just downright awesome. I love, love Rogue Legacy 2 so far. Bo, what do you think? I agree completely. It's more of the same in all the right ways. Yeah. I I played Rogue Legacy 1 to completion. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it fit like a glide. It was just easy. Understood, you know, building up the map, get the vendors. There's a lot more events, like crazy weird worlds and, mm-hmm. and stuff to pick up. That's a little different, but it's cool. Yep. Um, and it's like a met- roguelike Metroidvania in that it's a Metroidvania, but the rand- levels are randomized. Yeah. But even then, so there's still like, these you know, weird mysteries that, you know, Dead Cells is pretty good at this too. But there's weird mysteries where that's where, the, the, that's where I really get the Metroidvania vibe out of it. Is yes, you're side scrolling. Yes, it's big complex maps, and they're you know they're created randomly, which is maybe different. But there's this mystery going on, and you happening across things, and that kind of discovery is really good here, and doesn't feel arduous. You don't feel like you're lost. You don't feel like you're being treated treated unfairly, but it's still hard because it should be because you're trying to build your well, dude up. Sometimes you're born with a terrible condition like farting problem, yeah. like a irritable super irritable bowel, bowel syndrome. Yeah. And it makes Tell you run that. harder. But yep. you're like, but that's the game. Sometimes your run is just hard because yeah. you're playing a blind person and you can't see anything. Oh, that one's the worst because you can't see anything but a little circle around you. You don't. You have nearsightedness. Yeah. That one's hard. Yeah. I don't like the upside add yeah. one where you have um, vertigo. Yeah. Um, but 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 again, I had one where I was a diva. So when I get kills, they throw roses at me. Yeah, which is totally <laughs> totally not a functional <laughs> gameplay thing, but it's just this fun little flavor in there, and I love that about those. Those things. The first game did a lot of that. This goes way more into it. There's way more classes. Like there's a chef version of a class. There's a 
Uh, what did I just unlock? Um, I haven't got that far yet. Seen the, the I've got the standard ones like wizard and you know from the last one. Yeah, there's, there's a chef class. There's a chef. Oh, there's, there's a bard a class. Bard, which I think yep. Um, I didn't bunch. like it because it was very hard. To, <laughs> you're more of a diva than an actual effective fighter. I find <laughs> as the bard class. Well, yeah, that that they're they're definitely different than each other in a way that was not so true in the first game. Like the cook uses a big pan a cooking pan and it's a really slow mm. strike like a big hammer might be but man does that thing do damage and bounce back and knock back and stuff it's great freaking freaking got used to that and loved it plus he's got his special ability is to give himself a nice health boost all the time so you let that cool down happen and then he can boost up on health or get more mana or whatever anyway if you played it at all i mean this thing's like the granddaddy of of the modern roguelike in lots of ways the original yeah. game and this is just i was worried because like Spelunky one is one of my favorite games I ever played. Spelunky two came and I just kind of went, Oh, well this is really exactly what that game was. Like really, we're not changing much here at all. Uh, Not to get into the the weeds, but it's just not that big of a change. I'm happy to report. I think this is enough new stuff without changing it too much. So you're familiar with it immediately, but then there's, there's just a ton to it. It's really, really freaking good. So Play it. It is quite good. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. I like it. All right, chore core update. Beep, 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 beep. I played a game called ba- uh, Bakery Simulator. I wrote it wrong here. It's not baking. <laughs> bakery. Bakery. So you have to get up at five in the morning to play it, or three in the morning. <laughs> yep, that's the only time you can play. This I know game. someone who's a baker, and their lifestyle is one of being up super early. It's very early. Yeah, bread. it's like ice cream places. The they have to customers. have a guy make an ice cream at four o'clock in the morning because the whole rest yeah. of the day they they sell the ice cream he made. But same same idea here. You are literally working in the morning. Um, it's really good. It's based in the Unreal Engine. Looks very pretty. Uh, all of the chore core stuff I like is really well represented. Roll your dough, cut it just right. Here's a little mini game to do that. Now you got to, oh, you bought a new machine that'll cut it in par- pieces for you. And then when you bake them, you don't have to cut them all by yourself. And that's a cool upgrade. And your your oven gets upgraded and all your items, you have to reorder products so you don't run out of salt or whatever. And here's the problem. All right there, while it maybe is samey compared to some of these, they have all the elements you you ask for with these kind of games. Nailed it. Good job, guys. Well done. However, and they're not done yet. In fact, I don't even think it's physically out yet. Might not be. There's still time to save this. I might have a key ahead of time. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But um, here's here's what happens. When you're done, you fulfill the order, right? You had an order. You went through it. You did it. You've checked off all the check marks. It's a quest. You've done it. Now what? Well, you put your shit in a crate. So you say, oh, I'm going to take all these crepes or these donuts, whatever I've made. I'm going to put them in this crate. And then when I put that next to this place by the door, that makes it so when I go to the door, I can hit the door to exit. And now it makes me drive my stuff somewhere. (laughs) Now, (laughs) if this was like some awesome, you know, Forza engine driving simulator or or even like burnout with fun driving physics, that'd be one thing. Maybe I wouldn't mind crazy taxiing this thing off to a bakery somewhere because I'm a subcontractor for other bakers is what I am or stores that sell baked goods. And so if that was the case, I could get in my car and just go crazy GTA my way across town. That'd be fine. That isn't what they have me do. It is a uglier version of everything else you've done in the game. It feels like you're going from a modern 2022 engine. And when you get out into your car, it's GTA 3 maybe. 
in terms of graphics and fidelity. The city is terrible looking. Everything's flat, untextured, awful. The car is ridiculous. And your job is to get in that car and under 50 miles an hour, you can never go more than that. You have to drive your way to wherever the location is. There's like a ping on the map and you go get it. And then when you drop it off, it says, all right, y'all done. You want to teleport back? And that's, that's the thing. That's how you finish a job. And it's not fun at all to do that last part. It's just not fun. Like, would you say it's a chore? It's a chore, and, and, in, <laughs> yeah, and in the wrong is. ways. You it's, found it. They tried to gamify something a little extra, and I'm just, I'm just saying it doesn't freaking work. Now, it's only as currently constituted. They could change it. Here's what I would suggest. This is common in modern times. You have a service that delivers all your stuff. So when you're done, you. You, you you pull up a fake phone and go deet do deet and the little DoorDash type dude comes and picks it up and takes it for you and you're done. That's what I would want out of this. Instead, there's like a, a, a upgrade tree for perks. One of the perks is you unlock a truck so you can take more stuff. Well, I don't want to drive an effing truck. I don't want to drive at all in this game. It's a freaking bakery <laughs> simulator, not a driving simulator. And it's an awful addition to the game. Now, everybody I know and their dog who has played it early has gone to their forums and said so. I'm not the only one. Everyone universally is like, that's just not fun. Some people are mean about it. Other people, like I went in there and said, hey, it's currently constituted. It's not really that fun, and it kind of takes me out of the game, makes me not want to play it. My suggestion would be like, make it a fun driving section so that it's actually fun to do that if you're going to keep it. But my real suggestion would be, blah, 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 and I explained the DoorDash idea. So I'm trying to give good good feedback. I really hope they change it because I actually think this is one of the more fun ones in the actual baking part. And I don't bake. I don't even know what to do in real life. But in the game, the mechanics are satisfying. The growth is, you know, the growth of your character and how you level up and all that feels really good until I have to drive. <laughs> so that's what I want to say about that game. All right. Well, well yeah, on. more more bakering, less driver. Yeah, less less driving, more bakering. <laughs> I like that term, yeah. bakering. It's good. Bakering, more bakering, please. All right, I, uh, good good news. I I picked up uh, Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate Demon Hunters today. So it's mm. a it's a Warhammer 40k game. Really, it's just Chaos Gate Demon Hunters. The 40k is implied. Um, holy shit! So here's what we've got. I've been watching this one for a while, right? It was all had it on like wish list and all that stuff for probably a year. Um, this is what I've been asking for for a really long time, which is XCOM meets 40K. It's 100% what it is. So you know those big ships that look like half castle, half spaceships that you're always moving around in those games? You know, they're very icon- yeah. iconic. And they always have names like the Holy... Ziggurat or whatever, you know, whatever. Oh, I love that stuff. I love their names. I love everything about that stuff. We already know this about me. I'll play any 40K game you put in front of me. But this one is, I won't call it a ripoff of XCOM, but the mechanics, the the concepts, they're all XCOM stuff. So, for example, that fortress ship that I was just talking about, instead of it being a ship that just gets you places or has some other, you know, just aesthetic background thing, that's your headquarters. So, You've got a whole library place that you go to, and this girl, this inquisitor girl, uh, lady, gives you uh, upgrades to your to your perks and your systems and stuff like that. So you pay for those, or you go in there and you know use resources for that. And then, just like XCOM, it's like, well, these are going to take seven days. Okay, cool. Go upstairs, talk to the guy in the robotics lab. Uh, there's a tech priest from Mars in there. He's like, I will help you. Blah, blah, blah. And he does whatever we're manufacturing new 
equipment for our, for our dudes. And that takes time. And then you go to the main map screen. If I, it sounds like I'm describing XCOM. You hit, you hit proceed with time or whatever, and now time's passing. And then, oh, one of your upgrades is done. Go see how that's going. So it's not shown as like a grid. They're just places on the ship, and you can go to them sort of at will. The actual combat, so far anyway, has taken all place on, on planet surfaces. Uh, there's a big story. And so far, very cool stuff in the story. It's all, all, it's all you know, pulling all the right strings for me. Um, in, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and the actual, so the way you deploy, same thing. You upgrade your guys if they need a promotion. And when they do, you choose like what stuff they're going to be focused on when they get the promotion. You can rename them. I've got a guy, uh, they give you last names that you can't change because in the game, they're voicing it. They're always going, oh, okay, that makes sense. It's like Ezekiel to me or whatever. All right. But really, I've named people like Bo, whatever, K, K, Kai or whatever I called you today. Car, uh, whatever Bo-ca-ca. it was. Kane. Cocaine. Cocaine. So he's Bo Kane, which sounds like cocaine. Um, cocaine, Bo Kane. John, I can't remember what I named John, but one guy's, one of the last names is Storm. So his first name oh. is Shit. So it is Shitstorm. <laughs> Storm. And, and yeah. John, you'll love this. You zoom in and you can change everything they're wearing. They have skins for each pauldron. For each Ooh. leg piece, helmets or none, hair, face, whatever, all that. Totally deck out your dude any way you want to. Some of that comes, some of that's immediate. Some of it you unlock as you go. But all of those cosmetic things you like to fiddle with in XCOM are here. And you make your own team. Send them on their way. And there's default stuff, of course, but you can you can tweak to that you know, to your heart's delight. Um, and the ground combat plays a lot like take XCOM and take... Uh, Gears of War tactics, tactics, and yeah. mush those play styles together. That's the ground mm-hmm. stuff. Nice. Yeah, and there's I sent you guys a GIF of a grenade being tossed. Do I still have that here? Yeah, so, that thing was cool. Yeah, look at this chat. Yeah, so I made a GIF. Awesome. This is me actually playing. I captured it live today. Um, every time you throw a grenade, <laughs> this is what you get, and I I never skip it because it's so great to watch. It's slow mo. He hucks it. It's going beep 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 beep. beep, 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 beep boom! and just destroys whatever's over there so it looks pretty badass honestly so that's some of the stuff you get up close during combat and this is where the game really shines tone look feel the the essence of what what makes 40k a, a compelling space to be in um just a weird devotion to the emperor god and all the you know the tech priest sitting around going oh we are only in service of the omni messiah and all that bullshit it's so good here's their biggest weakness. Okay. Okay. Honestly, it's the only complaint I have and it's tiny. They have really dumb faces. All of them. (laughs) You mean the helmets or the faces? No, the helmets are fine. It's the faces inside. And I will try to put up something that shows this, um, so that I can at least, you can see. That's why they wear the helmets. I mean, I'm okay with that being the reason because their, their faces are just goofball. What they remind me of is, not in poly count, but in styling, they look like the first World of Warcraft uh, race choices. I don't know how else to explain it. When I when I show this, you'll see what I mean. Pretty rough, and yet I conjured an image immediately. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. They're not like these guys. Clearly, know how to make a video game. But um, let's see if I can skip ahead to this a little bit here. It's all done in real time stuff. So, you know, it kind of reminds me of StarCraft cutscenes in yeah. StarCraft Two. In fact, just looking at that shot yeah. of this dude right here, you can kind of see it, right? He just looks, look at him. 
He's just oh he's, yeah. There's uh, something weird happening weird. when he talks. There he is. It's not terrible and still, but as soon as he starts talking, things yeah. fall apart. The tech priests are fine because they're mostly android. Like, half Matt, that guy's mask is awesome. Oh, it's yeah. badass. Yeah, he's a he's a tech priest and he's very cool. He's mostly machine, so it's, those are hard to count. But like this Uther looking guy, the old guy, which you're about to see over there because you got a delay. <laughs> yeah, they look like little Warcraft three portraits. Come yes, to life. there you go. <laughs> That's it. Man. That's what's throwing me. Now, it does not diminish what I'm. I'm loving the game, like re- legit loving it. It's it such good. a it's such a weird little detail that they could even improve if they wanted. And I've seen other comments in the reviews about it, but it's not a game breaker by any stretch. I just want to prepare people for these faces because they're no, yeah, that is weird. It, yeah. just, it did look like Uther. Arthas, what are you doing? <laughs> and like, he is it's just- he is kind of that a little bit. He's a very Uthery kind of character. Um, I don't know if he's from the lore officially. The ship you're in is. So is another ship you get involved with. And also I think the Inquisitor lady who comes aboard your ship, she's known somewhere in the books or extended lore or something. Um, but even like the main menu where you're choosing to start. Do you remember in, in Space Marine, it was like a fight between, a slow motion fight between the Space Marine and an orc going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, whoa, whoa. and when you choose menu yeah. options, it would like change perspectives. They, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, straight up lifted that look. It's like exactly how that main menu looks. But as you can see here in the gameplay, I mean, you can go mouse and keyboard uh, or controller. I'm using mouse and keyboard. Um, it play. It's just it's XCOM. There's yeah. you know, guys in. It looks fantastic. Yeah, I think I'm gonna need to get this because uh, my policy is anything like. Anything but like XCOM is uh, is a win for me, and I got to continue to support that. If yeah. I want to get my literally any property but like XCOM <laughs> made, I'm going to have to keep buying these. I think you would really like it if you enjoy XCOM at all, like you guys. I know you do, but for those out there listening, you're like, well, I really like Gears Tactics, but XCOM was maybe too big for me. This feels like it's friendly to you, also, even though it's it does have that that headquarters management stuff it's just presented in a way that i think is a little less obtuse um you know and if you don't like the feel or look or sound of of the warcraft or sorry the warhammer universe then maybe this isn't your game but i personally i love it they had me at you know rictus among us or whatever the hell the guy's name was like yeah, I just love that shit. <laughs> it was some kind of cool name like that. I can't remember, but I love yeah, all their like names. I get, it's such a weird reference because it's a reference to Among Us and then it's to Mad Max. Yeah, exactly. Like Mad Max and Among Us. And lots of beheadings, lots of cutting guys in half. You know, they're not holding back on any of that. Um, you know, you've got, just like in the universe itself, you have, uh, that is to say the 40K universe, everyone's got a bolter gun as well as really cool melee shit. So if you want to do melee stuff, there's really creative ways of doing that. Um, spells, augmentations. I forget what they call them, though. They're not augmentations. They're something. But um, Oh, if your guy goes down at first, in at least on normal, in three moves, if he's not hit again in three moves, he'll get up. He won't have nice. full health, but he'll get up. So it's part of some resilient system, which makes sense because these are, you know, these are jacked, stimmed out super soldiers, really. Um, they're called the gray, oh, some expert in 40 K will know this, the gray somethings, the gray wolf, not gray wolves, gray wolves. No, it's, no, gosh, dang it. I don't remember. It's a cool name though. Um, that thing I played at the top of the show was from this, this, this thing, that thing, that's a bad guy. I don't know who he is yet. got to figure it out. 
anyway, really like it. Oh, I forgot environmental shit. So there's one last thing to say when you, I went into this chapel that they're actually about to go into in this video I'm showing, um, the bunch of demons popped out after you went in there and it says in the tutorial, Hey, if you go up and cut down this pillar, that's holding up this chapel place, if you do it right, you can wipe out. In fact, he's about to do it. You can wipe out any, um, or a bunch of minions in there. And so you literally attack the wall and then you get to choose what direction with a little directional thing, what direction you want all that cave in to go. And it will give you an estimate of how much damage it's going to do, even though I think there's some dice rolls and other modifiers. And then just like that right there, that went down and and hurt a bunch of them. It didn't kill them, but it hurt them. Um, So there's a bunch of those things thrown in there. It just feels really tight so far. I'm very happy. Very, very happy. Uh, And I didn't even know it was going to be such an XCOM-like, and it really, really is. It's very good. Yeah, that's cool. Gray Knights, that's it. It's also not like... It also looks like its own unique thing. Like it's an XCOM like, but the you know the menus, the art and stuff. Right, like they're not just full on. It's not a lift. They're they're just sort of like. Yeah, it looks very distinctly like yeah. Warhammer. Its own thing. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Which is really cool. It looks very cool. Yeah. I think you guys would love it. Um, my biggest worry too, in recommending to John, was I know how much he loves that customization and both to some degree. But we're always talking about how you like you know making teams after people you know and all that. This lets yeah. you do that. It's not going to let you wear a bikini or something well yeah i don't need that i just you know it's more i'm more invested if it's my friends yeah. well you I'm say that but like you you had me in tight pink shorts and stuff oh well, yeah <laughs> i'm sure if there's a bikini i mean i'm option, saying you'd be making you know, me in, with a bikini on i would i'm not saying i won't do it i'm just saying like i don't need to be sold on that but if i can put uh, you in a bikini like then i will yeah oh fair, fair enough then. Yeah. i think you looked awesome i made Bo and xcom hit the top half looked like solid snake oh uh like you know he had an eye patch he was smoking the big bandana like he he looked awesome but yeah i did put him in like (laughs) tight pink shorts too yeah Yeah. but you know that's to uh, bo's quirky he's not just one thing no you know i wanted to really get the duality of bo put in there like well uh, i didn't show you guys this you can also go helmetless under that helmet that is bo uh what did i say his last name was again Bocane. Under Bocane's like helmet. <laughs> I keep forgetting. But under Bocane's helmet is a face I tried to model after Bo. So I got like a lot of beard going and some kind of, you know, really great luscious hair and stuff. Long so hair. I didn't show you that bit, but looks like you under there. Anyway, highly recommend it so far. I, I'm not, I just started playing it today. So, you know, I'm not going to give a full, like, does it stick any landings or mid game or any of that? But so far, so good. And a bunch of, le- by the way, a bunch of uh, levels of difficulty, including the equivalent of an Iron Man mode, and I forgot what it's called, uh, Master Mode or something like that. So <laughs> it seems like they know who they're selling this to, is what I'm getting at. Uh, I also played, John knows this, I played some Bug Snacks. And, uh, I'm so I- happy you played Bug Snacks. Yeah. Bugs- it makes me so happy that you played this. <laughs> you messaged me about it in the middle of the week. I was just, I didn't want to oversell it. Yeah. So you were like, "Hey, what do you think of Bug Snacks?" I was like, "It's pretty good. Yeah. Like, it's quirky, it's weird, it's fun, it's pretty good." But like in my heart, I was going, "Yeah, he's gonna play Bug Snacks." Bug Snacks is fun. It's weird and kind of dark in some weird ways, and I think that game's very cool. Um, I played a whole <laughs> bunch of it. So this this is my comparison this week. This is an older game, so I'm not going to talk too much about it. But you trap a bunch of fake food. They're all hilarious. The bur- the little burgers going. Bunger. Bunger, 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 bunger. 
<laughs> that stuff's freaking great. It's a bunger. They're called bungers, but really they look like a burger walking around on French fry feet. And you got to capture those and then people eat them and then their arm becomes a burger. <laughs> it's really weird. It's hard to explain this game. There's a little bit of Pokemon, a little bit of Zelda in this, a little bit of like a lot of different game styles in the way you play it. But it's just adorable and goofy and a little weird and 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 funky. And I don't know how to describe it. Um, it was, for a while, it was a PlayStation exclusive, a timed exclusive for PS5's launch. And then now it's everywhere, including Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, just go play it. That's why I did. I'm glad I did. I'll keep playing that game. It's great. Bunger, yeah. bunger, My favorite bunger. thing is that they say their names. Like that was a really top tier decision that they made because you're right. Like it's one thing to have a burger monster called Bunger. Yeah. It's another thing to have it walking around going Bunger, 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 Bunger. <laughs> it kind of reminded me. Wait, now, weirdly, and I don't mean this in any negative way, but it reminded me of Bo. I don't know why. Oh, the Bunger. Because you would, because I could great. see you walking around going Bunger, 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 Bunger. I could hear you, you were, doing that. I, I am. Whoop, what the hell? I, I, <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm a, a burger that goes bunger reminded you of me. I, I, yeah, I don't mean it in a bad way. I promise. I think I know what Scott means, though. Like I can see in a D and D campaign, you create a creature named Bunger. Yes, and you're like, uh, okay, you're like, so it's that's a burger fair. monster that comes out, and it's a bunger, and we're like, what's the? And then all of a sudden, you go, and it runs around going bunger, yeah, bunger, 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 fair. bunger, bunger. I did make a race of meatball people with one eye and large tongues that stick out. They go, Tunga, 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 Tunga. Oh, it's like that. That's <laughs> yes. why. Chad's That's going Tunga already. They That's already it. knew. Tunga, Tunga, Tunga. Tunga, Tunga. Tunga, Tunga. 100% tunga, tunga. why I was thinking of it. They just nailed why. I couldn't yeah, uh, it's a bug. On it. They're almost a bug snacks. Yeah. Now listen to the bunger and talk. They, they also, we never explored this part because I don't think we will in the campaign anymore, but I can share with you a little inside knowledge about oh. Planet Nash. Okay, all right. But they also live inside of dinosaurs. Oh, my Lord. But okay. we never got there. Okay. Because uh, oh. I, I don't know if we're going back to Planet Nash, but they, they eat, or they don't eat, but they carve out the inside of a brontosaurus, and that's where they put their living room. Ugh. And they live in, but the brontosauruses are fine. They're, they're in water, and they eat the leaves, and they happily live with the Tungans. Okay. They have a... And the Tungans live in, inside of... The brontosaurus, I the symbiotic relationship, right? That'd be yeah, yeah. And then there, if we, because it's a, tr- we call, it, I call it a brontor park. Yeah. So there's going to be the fireball boys, and there yeah. would be a whole side adventure involving the fireball boys, but that just never happened. Well, here I want to give you a taste of bunger sound. Listen to this. Bunger, 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 bunger. Let's see if I can hear him go. Bunger, bunger, bunger. <laughs> <laughs> this is all they do but you know when they're these aren't as good as their idle animation like when you're just they don't know you're there yet they're just walking around going bunger 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 and catching them is like not always the same so you have to be creative about well where am i going to put this trap i got to flush them out of the bushes turns out the bungers were hard to deal with because they have to smack into each other to, to stun each other and then you got to capture them like this is just a really weird game in, under that thing and I really like it. So I've been playing that. I also cracked open Chernobylite, which is that thing that showed up in E3 a couple of years ago that everybody was like, ooh, it looks like Fallout or like Stalker. Oh, or, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Think, <laughs> yeah. I think that game's janky. I don't think I like oh, it. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me sad. Yeah. Chernobylite. I don't know yet. I, I should give thought. it more time. There's just some real like polish issues like it's a beautiful game it's definitely sort of next gen current gen but it's it's 
it's clearly created by some very passionate people with not not a big staff. It's hard to explain. It just feels like like oh, I don't know how to explain it. They're just the characters move kind of weird. The scripting's a little weird. The story is the most. In, I don't know what's going on. I, I can't. I don't know about that game yet. I'll need more time with it. I'll come uh, back to it's it. High fidelity indie game, basically. Kind of. Yeah, like, which it's is like it's an indie game, but they got Unreal Engine, so it's like yeah, <laughs> which is fine. It, it they want you to play it in Russian, and I don't want to read so many subtitles, so I turned on the English. Wait, before we get corrected, is it Russia or Ukraine? Well, it's Russia, but they spend time in Ukraine because it's based on uh, Chernobyl and stuff. Where Ukraine, uh, Chernobyl. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about the developers. No, 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 no. They're it's three game dev veterans: Kamil Blazinski, Robert Sichka, and Wojek Wojtek Padzur. Padzur. Yeah, these are some. This, as far as I know, I think this dev. And you know, now I say that I don't know. Sounds like Poland or whatever. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Partnersy, I'm guessing Polish. I'm looking here. I thought they. I thought. I thought I heard Russian. Well, whatever. I don't mean in the well, game. Well, I mean the game that. might be in that, but yeah, I don't mean yeah. that. Um, in Wikipedia. Oh yeah, their website is all in not English. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Uh, yeah, I can't tell. Anyway, Polish. Polish. Hey, good guess. Oh, it I is Polish. Polish. All right, there you go. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool looking game. I just can't get my head around the. I can't get my head around it. So I'll, I'll return to it because who knows? I felt weird about the gunk at first and now I'm really enjoying it. What attracted it. you to it? Um, I got I'm, a key. I'm looking from, at the trailer and I'm like, well, I mean, you know. I got a key from the dev. All the games there are. Oh, okay. So, and when the dev, or, and I remembered the game from that E3 and being impressed visually by it and thought, oh, mm. but this isn't the one we were all blown away by. There was another one that was. Uh, no, was, that was, was a that different one. Stalker 2? No, or, what was it called? Um, there was another one. I know what you're talking about, where it almost is like those old, like World's Fair looking. Yes. Like, the World of Tomorrow kind oh, of. Oh, you're talking about a Russian shooter, like a, a it was a with weird weapons and stuff. Yes, really yeah, wacky yeah. weapons. Um, um, hang on, Russian, it may not have been Russian. Yeah. It was that. I think that one was Russian. Damn it, Atomic, Atomic Heart. Atomic Heart. That's it. Yep. Yeah, I, I thought I kind of thought this was that, to be honest, when I got the code. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I got that code and I went, oh, code, sweet. I'll play whatever you give me a code for. With Atomic Heart. Um, in fact, I have a PS5 version of the game I haven't used. I may give that to someone who wants it. But anyway, the um, it's it's oh. fine. I just I don't know. I don't know yet. It could be There's me. A release window trailer for it. It could be me. I might be. I might be the problem. Okay. Uh, so the release date is there. It's 2022. Yeah. And it's hashtag a bunch of hashtags and the letters B E R. So it's one of the B E R months. Oh, mm. okay. oh, so September, wow. October, November, December. Are so those the only burrs? Quarter Q four, but they just did it that way. Those are the only burrs. Wait, oh yeah, those are the only burrs. Well, except for April burr, but April burr, April burr. I really like the sound and bunger burr. That's amazing. Bunger burr, bunger burr, bunger burr, bunger burr. Oh, the bunger dude. It's so weird. I love it. That wasn't me. Atomic Heart looks sweet, but anyway, so Cherbalite. Yeah, maybe pass for now, or maybe maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe sale on that one. Watch for sale. They're trying clearly to to aim for some of that stalker money, and I don't know if it's as good as that. 
okay, that's what I played. Trying to rip through mine as fast as I could because look at this freaking list. John played the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, which I thought was just an add-on to existing game. This is like a new game. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. It is an add-on to a new game. Oh, I thought it was a new game. whole new game. No? I don't know how much is new. Like the mm. it is it is a new it's a new it's a re-release like for it, VR, yeah. isn't it? It's a re-release. It is on consoles now, which is actually really funny. I found oh. this out. Um, so one of the jokes, let me just go back. So when you start this game up, uh, it does ask if you've played the Stanley Parable before. Yeah. And if you say no, mm-hmm. then your experience for a lot longer is going to be playing the Stanley Parable okay. as it was back in the day. Like same ending, same bit of story, same things to do. If you say, yes, you've played it before, then much sooner in your playthrough, you will come to a point where on one of your restarts. So for those of you, I guess let's go back a little further. For those of you that don't know, Stanley Parable is a game where it tells you a narrative. There's a narrator talking over you playing and you basically make a choice as to whether or not you want to listen to the narration or not. Yeah. Um, You know, the the biggest, most obvious example of this is one of the very first things that happens is you come to a room with two doors in it. The narrator says that Stanley went through the door on the left. And then obviously you as the player can choose to go through the door on the left or the door on the right. And the game then adapts to what you do to tell various different bits of storytelling. Right. Think like Uh, uh, thematically lost severance, you know, these kinds of, TV shows, movies like that. That's what they're aiming for here is like the mystery box. What am I doing here? I thought this was work. This hallway went somewhere else, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it messes with you and it's very funny. Like it's designed like it it reads almost like a love letter to Douglas Adams as far as the kind of humor that it's dealing with. And uh, it's pretty it's pretty fun. It's a it's a pretty good game. But um, eventually, you know, a lot of times it's about seeing different endings. So you restart a bunch of times. And eventually you will restart. And as you are going through the office, there is a door that's simply labeled new content. And you go through the new content door to find out what is new in the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. And I don't I don't know how much I want to give away about this Mm. because the initial joke is very funny. Yeah. Um, which is to maybe say that there's not a lot different about it. And maybe they just charged you $15 for nothing, Mm. Um, which I kind of respect. But the truth is that does seem like there's a decent bit there. Um, And it's good. I mean, so much of this is humor based. I don't know how much I should say about it and how much I shouldn't. I've had people call it dear Martha, the game because it deals. There's a part that deals with steam reviews. Yeah. And one of my favorite details about the ultra deluxe version is if you play it on consoles, um, they everywhere where it says steam and it it says steam on the steam version, it's changed to pressurized gas as the website. (laughs) So they just say, look at this review we got on the uh, platform pressurized gas. And like, that's just what they call it every single time. I think that's a really fun uh, a really fun little Easter egg for if you're playing it on an Xbox, but uh, it's good. I don't want to talk too much about it because this game relies simply on showing you the unexpected, telling you jokes. It is a legitimately funny game. I think, you know, humor subjective and all, but 
uh, this game has made me laugh multiple times. Um, it's very funny. It's very quirky. And the stuff that I have done in this game, and I don't, I don't think I've played through all of the new content yet, more than justified the discounted price it gave me for already owning the Stanley Parable. Um, I think it was, I think it was money well spent. And the other thing is, is before I got to the uh, the new content section, I was doing stuff that was in that original game. Going, oh I, yeah, I think this is new because I just didn't remember it anymore. And so that's the other thing. It's been so long since this game came out that I think it's I think it's fine to go back and and play again. Like it's been a long time since I played it, but it's very good. I, I highly recommend it, and I'm just so. I'm resistant to say too much about what the game is. You Maybe know. you should. So I was like looking at this and I'm like, oh, this looks at you know, looks interesting. And I'm I was thinking to myself, I'm glad you're talking about it. Cause I never I was like, I never bought it because I'm like, it looks too weird, not today. And then I went, I was like, let me check my Steam library. You have and it. I take the Stanley and I own it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played it. I don't know when I bought it. Who the hell know? Like, what is it doing in my library? I have no idea. It's like I'm my own Epic Game Store. I just give myself free games and never don't know about them. Anyways, wow. I, so I may bo- I may boot it up now that I own. <laughs> it's really a cool game. I've only so I haven't played this new thing, the add-on stuff, but I have played that game originally, and I really really liked it. I also just was in Vegas, and they have this new Area 15 place where there's a uh, art installation called Omega Mart, and uh, Omega Mart. it's actually paid for or funded by George R. R. Martin of all people. Um, I guess he's really into this stuff. It's basically just a gigantic art installation that is not what you think it is. There's like a grocery store and you feel like you're in a grocery store, but then there's like weird visual things happening. The place keeps getting hacked by something. You walk through a fridge and now you're in a whole nother world. That's what the Stanley parable felt like to me. So it's that's having that fresh in my mind. Then hearing this is out. I kind of want to get it for that reason. So if you've yeah, ever, you should. Yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's very, very cool. And like I said, it's funny. Not a lot of games that try to be funny are actually successful at it. This game is endearing and funny in a in a good way. Um, it definitely has a very anti corporate like kind of spin to it. It's oh, yeah. always kind of been that with its narr- narration and story. But now it's getting into, you know, a little bit more meta humor of like, what is the nature of the video games industry? What's it like to be successful there? Um, I think one of my favorite jokes was they they have a place called the Memory Zone. And it's like a place that's supposed to celebrate all the success of the original Stanley Parable. And in it, they have BAFTA awards uh, on display. And there's one for uh, best narrative that's clearly been it's clearly the one for The Last of Us. But they've put a piece of tape that says Stanley Parable over the over the top of The Last of Us. And so they're just celebrating it with other people's rewards. That's great. uh, Or awards like it's it's good. It's a very good game. And yes, there are Steam reviews in it as well, which is why people say it's Dear Martha the Game. (laughs) Dear Martha the Game. That's great. And, uh, I love that. It felt very weird for me to be playing it as somebody who spent a lot of time reading Steam reviews, uh, getting into a game where that is a plot point. Yeah, that's a little different than interesting. Hunt, hunting down gonna, something for it, laughs. Is there a VR version? I don't think so. Uh, there, I don't, I don't know. Uh, hold on. Did they ever have a VR update for that game? Apparently a VR mod is coming. Okay, maybe. Oh, okay. 
that's a perfect VR. But see, the original game came out in what, like 20? Yeah, it's running 14? very clearly on the Half-Life 2 engine. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. it hasn't oh, moved much engine? past that. Oh, yeah. then for sure, it's VR moddable. Well, maybe we'll yeah. see that. I'll wait for that. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, we'll find out in a moment why Bo will wait for that because hmm, he may have made yeah. an acquisition this week, which we've already said out loud. Okay, hey, uh, John, you played SteamWorld Quest Hand of Gilgamesh. Currently, the uh, the Switch game I'm playing when I'm in bed or something. Hand of Gilgamesh. What do you, what do you uh, think? Yeah, I booted this up because you had been talking about it, and I was like, well, you know, I've, I've enjoyed Dig, and I kind of briefly got into Dig too, but I stopped. Uh, let me just boot this up, see what another one of these Steam World games are like. And I got hooked. That game's really good. Yeah, it is good. Um, you know, I, I'm going to get sick of coming on here and just being like, Steam World games are good, but uh, it is. I I meant to just play it for a couple minutes just to try it so I could kind of see what you were talking about, Scott. Yeah. I wound up just playing a lot of it. Yeah. So uh, it's very solid. Scott talked a lot about it already, and we got a lot of games to talk about, so I'm not going to go too deep on it. But yeah. it is... You know, it's a it's a RPG game where you battle with cards and the system is simple enough and fun enough that you don't feel like you're getting over tutorialized and uh, it just grows and becomes more interesting over time. And, you know, the story isn't going to set the world on fire, but it's quirky and beautiful. And uh, one of the robots, I couldn't tell if the enemy was actually a robot or a bird piloting a robot. <laughs> I really appreciated that. And uh, it's it's all very interesting and very fun. Yeah, it's um the what I like about it, I think, is the card combat need for the for me to be interested in more card combat games. I need the combat to be super interesting. And the way they do it here is that that combo system is really fun to get your head around and go, all right, well, I've used three from the green healer monkey looking guy. That means he'll do a fourth thing uh, because I fi- you know, figured out a way to make a combo with him. And also the way it handles the way it handles your what would normally be your mana or your or your land and in, uh, in magic. It does it differently. It's almost like you pre spend it to yeah. use it. Um, and it that may all sound weird, but once you play, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. And then, yeah, it just makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like I was amazed at how little tutorialization they had to do for this game. Like the they just are like, eh, you're in it, just play. Like they they give you tips. It's not that they don't give you anything. But once I booted it up, I realized I wasn't in a place where I wanted to learn the rules of a card game, and yeah. I was like, ugh, I made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and then it ended up being so easy that I was like, oh, it was fine. And then I got way into it. Uh, I love the fact that you kind of control the entire party at once. There's not like, a, oh, I got to learn what this person's cards do and what this person's cards do. It's like it's all one deck. Yeah. And it's just the different party members are responsible for different actions. Like you don't really have to manage it that way. Right. But also the variety of party members is where you get your variety of types of cards. So it's kind of there, but it it isn't overly complicated. It's just really well done. Like it just feels like a game where every decision they made was the right one. Like it's just it's just solid. Yeah, I would say that about everything they make. Uh, even the, even the gunk so far, I'm having so much fun in there. And it's yeah, this game's really good. I I, I have nothing to add other than 100% agree. It's not too it. easy. Um, it's you on know, sale I all the time. I definitely found too. myself getting like, you know, absolutely destroyed in some fights where it's just like, oh my gosh, like this is the this is the second stage or the second chapter. I, these things are hitting really hard, but yeah. at the same time, you know, you you feel like 
you don't feel like it's RNG that got you. You feel like, oh, I could have done something better. I could have, I could have done sure. this. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a, it's just a very, very solid. Do game. you like the little, uh, <laughs> the little robot? Um, uh, what am I trying to call them? Rogues. I love those little guys. They're great. Yeah. They do uh, everything, everything. Like I said, one of my favorite characters is the thing. I can't tell if I'm fighting a bird piloting a <laughs> robot mech or if somehow there's just a bird that's living in a thing and it happens to be called like Captain Canary or something like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it, he was a good fight. It. it was a really fun thing. They're they're great at that stuff. I hope we get more of their just more in that world. And I guess they're working on stuff, so I shouldn't have to wait that long. I should play this one. It sounds so interesting. You'd like it. And it's yeah, always it's, on sale. Yeah. It's always cheap. Like, they just seem to be always on sale. I don't know why. They deserve more credit. They're really great. And uh, this would be worth playing, Bo. I'd love I to hear from like I'm, I'm not done with all the ones I picked up. I think that's always the problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm still, I still log into Tainted Grail every now and then. Tainted Grail's pretty good. Yeah, or, pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Uh, monster train also good um all right there's your uh there's your look at that well we're not done yet because yeah. you also picked no. up the ace attorney trilogy and i'm very curious about this objection i don't know if you know this but there's a you know there's a trial going on that's getting a lot of attention at the moment yeah. um, i was gonna ask is there a johnny depp and or her dlc for <laughs> it's just, uh, ace attorney i've been watching so much uh courtroom litigation that i was like well i need to turn the things i watch into the things i play and i was like here's phoenix Wright on sale i'm gonna i'm gonna get it and i'm gonna scratch my courtroom itch by uh by playing it and you know what that game is nothing like a real trial, but it's fun. It's really, it's really good. Yeah, you were looking uh, for a, a courtroom simulator and instead got a weird Japanese thing. It's really strange the things that are in there. Like as I'm playing it, there's just so many times where I go, "Look, I know nothing about being a lawyer, but I damn well know this isn't how it works." Like you, you're not fooling anybody here. Like there's a part where the the person you're going to be representing basically tells you like hey there's evidence on my cell phone can you go get it from the detective and as their lawyer you're like hey i need the cell phone he's like you're not getting the cell phone from me <laughs> like in what universe where do they don't turn over evidence to you for the for the trial yeah. you have to like trick him into giving you the cell phone it's very very weird yeah um but I I really enjoy the game, like the way the systems work, the way it tells the story. Once again, it's another thing that you could see a world where it could be extremely complicated and and daunting and overwhelming, but instead is just very fun and uh, very fun. But like people get straight up murdered in this game. Oh, yeah. You know, like like this is. There are serious things happening. It's still definitely got your anime tropes. Like you got uh, in the first trial, there's a guy named Larry Butts and he, uh, he's just the first time you meet him. He's like, kill me, just kill me, put me in jail, kill me. I don't care about my life. Like he's just very dramatic and over the top and crying all the time. Like they're definitely like anime characters. And I'm like, Oh, how fun and whimsical. And then you think about it. You're like, we're trying to, solve a murder right now yeah. uh this is this is serious and then you know you go through your first case which is essentially the the tutorial in a big way and you're like what fun what a good time i had doing this and like trial number two is your partner who was helping you in the first one gets murdered and i was like 
what the shit is going on? This game like fluctuates on tone so fast. It goes from quirky, fun, we're just having a good time in the courtroom to uh, all of a sudden, yeah, the people you care about are now dead. Yeah. And you got to solve it. I find the guy so, is freaking out, wants to die. I found that scene, which reminds <laughs> me, I wanted to ask you this question. Oh, he's doing that anime eye thing. Oh, geez. yeah. They, there's a lot of anime tropes and anime eyes in here. Great. Um, I was going to ask, so this is a marked change in the style, uh, the graphic style. It was, these were originally GBA games or maybe even, no, they're GBA is where it started. I think, right. I think was so. It? I can't remember if it was on know. the 3DS or the DS or where it started. It's been a while. I'll have to look it's it up. been a minute. I'll look it up, but it, they used to be pixelated that I know. Um, do you like this new kind of hand-drawn looking deal? It's not awful it's not the best like it it definitely looks a low budget you know you look at it and you're like it it looks like they hired somebody to trace over some of their favorite anime characters but it's (laughs) they got some good they got they got some good anime uh drawers over there in japan yeah this seems like they 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 ordered it on fiverr (laughs) yeah it (laughs) definitely uh, has that feel (laughs) Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not seeing. Uh, uh, I think I've watched even like a low budget anime that looks better than this. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, play. I, I don't. The look is not going to, uh, is not going to set the world on fire. But I guess I'm not expecting that from this game. Like normally, it would be a turnoff for me. But yeah, I guess I went in going fun. like this is a high res version of, like you said, maybe a Game Boy game. Like I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, that sounds fine to me. By the way, I found the information we were looking for. It's uh, the first in the series, originally re- release of the Game Boy Advance in 2001 in Japan. Uh, also came later on the DS in 2005 Oof. as a re-release. And then all this stuff since. But yeah, uh, uh, originally GBA games is what these were. Sometimes the localization is a little bit annoying. Like, And I know it's the first, it, it's the very first like trial thing, so it's not a big deal. But they have a character named Mr. Saw It, and he's the guy who saw <laughs> supposedly saw the murder. And then they even make the joke like, I guess he's actually Mr. Did It. And it's like, it's really kind of annoying sometimes because like whoever's doing the localization was like, boy, and I don't know, maybe it's this way in, in Japanese too. And they were just like big on the puns, but like you can kind of tell what you're supposed to think of a character based on their name. Cause they've just given them like the detective is called Dick Gumshoe. Dick Gumshoe. Like, Fantastic. <laughs> yes. It's all, it's all extremely tongue in cheek, but it's charming and I'm having a lot of fun with it. And it, it's ridiculous. Like it's so stupid. There's a part where a guy that's on, uh, on the witness stand passes out. Like he froths at the mouth and passes out. And then the judge asks what happened to him. And it's like, you're standing right there. Why are you asking what happened to a guy in your courtroom? What are you talking about? Weird, but it's fun. And I like, I'm watching you show some, there's a guy with a high tech computer on his arm. I've seen the art. I know there's a guy that comes in with like a Cyclops visor or something like that. Like this series is clearly ridiculous. That that character's name, by the way, I read it. It was uh, Ted Tonate. (laughs) So it's like detonate, but Ted Tonate. Oh, Ted, Ted, uh, like, okay. Like a bomb going on. Ted Tonate. I like like Ted Tonate, but Ted Tonate. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. So Tedna Tonate. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's a thing uh, it's but again 
it's charming. It lands in the charming category. I think that's an important distinction because mm. we're going to talk about it a little bit more in the next game I talk about. Okay, real I, quick, real quick. Was this your? I can't remember if you said at the top. It sounds like it was this your first foray with these because I always meant to play them. Yeah, I never did. I've so never played okay. them. My daughter yeah. sings well, their praises. We're only halfway day. through. Okay. Yeah. 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 We right. got a lot of games. I need I need a pee break. You know what? Let's do a pee break. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> it's nine thirty. I gotta I gotta. Everyone pee. pee. We're all, okay. Gonna yeah, we're all gonna pee. Minutes? Everyone's gonna pee, and we'll come back. Yeah. So I'm gonna pause the it's show. Two and a half hours. I gotta go pee. Yeah, you gotta pee. Yeah, that's all pretty. Right, that's pretty. All right. Oh, what were you gonna say? It was pretty what? Oh, you know, that's very game showy, I guess. Yeah, showy, game showy. You know, yeah, whatever I you want to call I didn't it. Have anything clever? Hey, John, <laughs> tell me about Road eighty. Sorry, Road ninety six. I don't know what that is. Rogue 96? Yeah, Rogue. I didn't know what Road 96 was either. Uh, I was streaming one day, and uh, my chat said, Hey, John, you should check this out. I think you would be into this. And I went, and I read the description for it. Um, it basically says, Summer 1996, today is the day. You hit the road, adventure, freedom, escape, run, flee the regime, try to survive. And uh, basically, it was kind of pitched as this hitchhiking um down the road trying to uh just trying to get somewhere and all the story and adventure you're gonna encounter along the way interesting it sounded awesome mm. and i don't think i like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay so no so not good no don't like it not a fan yeah it it's it's really weird it definitely has this it has this weird quirkiness to it where you kind of get the impression that it thinks it's kind of being a little punk rock mm. and a little edgy yeah. that just felt a little forced and didn't feel very good to me and it wasn't what I wanted I guess is the biggest problem like I got excited at this prospect um, you know the the trailer kind of pulled me in and made me feel like okay it's going to be this this one thing and then what I got felt like another, and maybe mm. I just didn't give it enough time, but I, I basically went to a gas station. I met a kid who was making an experimental bomb for a person. Okay. Oh, and bomb, I didn't not bomb. really have a lot of questions about that. I was just sort of like, cool, you know, yeah. the roads, the road. And then, you know, then it was, Hey, do you want to electrocute these guys that are supporting this person who's running for president? And Weird. I was like, I don't know if I should or not. Like <laughs> it, de it definitely seems to be kind of leaning into like this notion of like Democrats and Republicans to some degree, because it like a lot of the options in it are like, you know, who these candidates for president are and one's red and one's blue. And, you know, you're hearing a lot of promises and you're supposed to have an opinion on it, but I don't know who these are like it's a made-up place these are made-up people so i kind of don't know and i kind of don't care and, but that's an option too like you can go with a i don't care so i i just sort of it just sort of felt disconnected and then you know what do you want to do you know do you want to hitchhike or you got nine dollars do you want to take a, a seven dollar bus trip and i was like i'll hitchhike and so the first people i got picked up by as hit as a hitchhiker were these guys wearing these like bandit masks with like sharp teeth drawn on them talking about how they're looking for somebody that's going to kill a lady. 
And I was like, well, this seems like a ride I should immediately get out of. But instead, I'm just like, all right, well, they're giving me a ride. I'll just ride with them, I guess. Mm. Um, is really strange. And I it wasn't a kind of strange that I enjoyed. So It says it's a procedurally generated road trip. So the events are random. Yeah, ish, I guess. So I don't think you're playing... A linear narrative, right? Did you it could be. That, it could be they're trying to just that's, stitch it yeah, all that's what together. It says. Well, I think it's like because it says no one road trip's the same. Hmm. I think the idea is, and that may be why. I don't know. I, I don't. Know. I just wonder if you realize that because I'm looking at it. It looked like oh, this is a telltale game. Like there's a story. I'm on road 96. I'm going down. But if it's random, it's going to be disjointed, right? Like, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's a big challenge. <laughs> well, and, and if it's random, I, part of playing a game like that, right? Uh, so, yeah. If yeah. it's yeah. random, I got a shitty start because I, it was like, Hey, here's a child building a bomb. Okay. Now you're on a motorcycle with these guys. Aren't they weird? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Hey, they're after a guy who might be a killer. That might be the guy. He went up to confront him. Hey, he came back and just said he was a nice guy and let him get away. Hmm. All right, we're dropping you off at the side of the road. And I was just like, "What the hell are we doing?" Like, it yeah, just didn't that's do kind anything. Of disjointed. For me. Yeah, that sounds disjointed. I mean, are they aiming for a similar? Not to call back to Stanley Parable, but it feels like they're trying to be like, "Ooh, weird, mysterious Western desert stuff." There's it didn't feel that way. Hmm. Like, here's why I'm grateful for it. Um, like I said, I don't know if I'm going to stick with this. I I don't I didn't particularly enjoy my time with it. It felt like it felt like weird random disconnected events connected by bad mini games. Mm-hmm. Like you know, so the thing I had to do with the kid that was making a bomb was I had to use a magnet. Well, first I had to shoot tiles out of a roof to follow a cable with a nail gun. Okay. And part of the problem right there was the, while I'm doing this, I'm not doing a bad job of it. I'm hitting each tile and probably eight times during the course of me doing this, she goes, shoot the tiles with that nail gun, my sister from another mister. <laughs> and it's the same dialogue. And she said it like eight times in a row. And I was like, shut the hell up. That's I'm sick of hearing this. Yeah. Like, this is so bad. Yeah. And then the same thing happened with the two biker guys. Then it became this mini game of weaving in and out of traffic. Like you had to pick which lane you were in to avoid getting hit by cars. Sure. And then they were just saying the same lines over and over again. Huh. And, I, I, it just drove me crazy. Like, mini games are fine, but don't repeat the same lines over and over. And I didn't, I didn't really like the mini games. They were fine enough if the story was better, but I just, I did not find the story compelling. I didn't find a lot of fun in what I was doing. It just didn't resonate with me. But the thing that it did do, this will tie into my next game is it made me go, I don't think that this is the game I want. Okay. But I heard about another game, similar concept, (laughs) that I've been meaning to play for a long time, and I've never played. And so I downloaded and played Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah. Uh, Currently Game Pass? It is on Game Pass, It is on Game Pass, yeah. And uh, it turns out, like Bo, I had it, so I, I can play it on Steam. I can play it on Game Pass. Apparently, I bought it at some point. I think I um, did too. Yeah. Kentucky Route Zero is awesome. I've this is such exactly yeah. the game that I wanted the other game to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game is mysterious and weird, but in a way that makes me want to find out more. 
Um, you know, I don't want to just turn it into one versus the other, but like, that's what I did. I went from one and went, this isn't what I'm looking for to the other. Uh, that, and enough so that my wife was like, are you turning into Scott? You've been playing like a different game every time I look over it. <laughs> yeah, it's not and, a competition, guys. <laughs> and, uh, it is so cool. Kentucky Route Zero is so weird. It is... You just start out at a gas station and it's like the wildest looking gas station you've ever seen. And all the power is out. You're a truck driver with a dog wearing a straw hat. And there's just a guy sitting there in the dark. You get up to him. He just lights a lantern. He's like, what are you doing out here? And it's basically like you go around, you click things, you get dialogue, you pick dialogue options that kind of fear the story like they're less they're less like picking different reactions to the situation so much as like dramatic shifts so like there's a there's a part later where you're on the phone and you get to pick what your character says but you don't hear what's being said back Mm. and depending on what options you pick it can be a business call it can be like you it can have the sound of like you're getting evicted and you need to find out where you're going to live But it could also be a romantic call. Like you literally have the option to end it with, okay, I love you. Bye. And like the game doesn't tell you what's right or wrong. It just goes, no, you just craft your narrative, craft your story. And again, it is a strange one. So the the stuff you're showing right now, like that's you go down in the basement of this gas station because the guy asks you to do him a favor and restart the generator to the gas station And there's people playing like a weird, like actual world map version of D&D down there looking for their lost D20. And you find it and you go to bring it back to them and they're not at the table anymore. They're just gone. Hmm. And then you ask the guy about it and he's like, no, there's no people down there. But the light's funny. Maybe you got confused. And you're just like, all right, it's fine. Like people just kind of seem to disappear It feels like it is the closest I've ever felt playing a video game to feeling like I was in a dream. Oh, weird. Like, it is a truly strange feeling from the way the game is visually, like, displayed to the the weird things that are happening in it. Like, uh, one other part, and this is all in chapter one. This is all very early, so I don't think it's too spoilery. But there's there's a part you're looking for how to get onto Kentucky Route Zero. And they basically, you find out a a way and you go there and you find a thing on the map that says on ramp question mark. And you walk over there and you go walking into what looks like a cave for some reason, like doesn't look anything like an on ramp. And then all of a sudden your perspective shifts, you're playing a different character, giving different dialogue. And then the character that you were playing comes walking in, and now you're talking to that character, but you're picking the other character's dialogue options. Oh, weird. And then mid-conversation, it switches back to you controlling the first character, and they're both just like, yeah, I guess we're here just looking for something. Let's go explore this mine shaft. Weird. It's not going to be an on-ramp in that mine shaft, but they're just going along with it. And it has that like dream-like... You have some control, but you don't have complete control. The narrative's just kind of pushing you along, but not in a railroady kind of way to where it's just like, oh, video game's happening. It's in that subtle, dreamlike way. It is one of the weirdest experiences I've ever had, and I think this game is super cool. I'm going to play a lot of it. 
I, I really, really like it. Well, you've sold me. I've had it forever on my hard drive. It's on Game Pass now. Like, I don't know why I haven't played it. I, I was just assumed it was just a kind of run-of-the-mill point-and-click kind of adventure. And it's usually categorized as such, but it sounds awesome the way you're describing yeah. it. It, it. I mean, it's a purely narrative game, as far as I can tell. I haven't done anything gamey yet. Um, but it, I mean, like the closest I've gotten is solving pretty basic puzzles, you know, like the nerds who wouldn't talk to me at the table going, ah, I can't find my D20. They mentioned that it glows in the dark. Well, if you turn off your lamp, you can find the D20, you know, like that's a pretty rudimentary puzzle to solve, but it doesn't seem to have a huge impact on the game besides just like more weird personal choices that you make along the way. And, uh, I accidentally messed up my directions, you know, so I, the game gives you the freedom to kind of explore the world map if you want. Yeah. And I went the wrong way. I was looking for route zero and I forgot what direction it told me to go. And I wound up somewhere else and went, Oh shit, what am I doing here? Game just let me do it. There's weird stuff on the road. You're supposed to be doing a delivery, but you know, like all of a sudden you get to a spot and it's like dragonflies. You want to go check out some dragonflies? I'm like, maybe should I be doing this delivery? <laughs> what do I want to do? Yeah. It's, it's really weird. It's really, really cool. All right. I'm going to keep it on my drive. Then I'm going to finally play it. You've got me excited about a game I've had forever. I the game's not that old, I guess what, like 2018 or something, 19. Yeah. Uh, excellent. All right. Oh, did you play the show 22? Cause I did too. Did you play it? No. Oh, why is it on your list? That there. Somebody put the show 22 in my, I think I play. did. Because I, I meant to add it to my list. <laughs> Just to throw it out there, I still am enjoying baseball more than I expected. That's all. I want to play it. I do want to play it. I'm Obviously, I'm playing it a lot right now, but you did convince me to try it. You should the give big, it a shot. The only problem is I don't boot up my Xbox very much, mm. and that's where I have to play it. So You could play it. I, I will say it has an amazing cloud integration for xCloud. Like it plays so good over that. I, I forgot I was not playing it on the native device the other day. Because I was just playing it over a browser on my back, and I went, oh, right, I'm not even in there. I'm the Xbox or on my PC. I'm just enjoying the hell out of this, and it's no problem. So, I don't know. You could play it that way. I wish they had that on PC. I don't know why they don't. I mean, they're putting it everywhere. It's on the Switch, for hell's sakes. Why don't they make a PC version? Anyway. Yeah, so I'll get to it eventually. But I think probably of the games I played this past week, Kentucky Route Zero and Stanley Parable really surprised me. Those are the those are the ones I really enjoyed. Well, remind me next week to put an item accidentally in your list of games so that I can okay. be excited you're going to play a thing that I've been playing. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> good. What a dummy. All right. Hey, Bo, you bought a MetaQuest 2. Oh, yeah. Yep. What do you think? Yeah. So, yeah, I bought it on Sunday, and I've been doing nothing but playing my quest. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always good when you buy something and the excitement and thrill is there uh, to continue playing it. So where do I start? Uh, so the biggest question I have, because I have a DK2, which is before the Rift, there was a Rift and then there was a, a de- develop, like a dev version of it Yeah, that got sent out to limited subscriber uh, purchasers. You had to pay 400 bucks a pre-order. I got in. Right. And that's the headset I was using. So... I had a lot of questions because there was disappointments with the Rift uh, DK2. You know, like a screen door effect was pretty heavy, killed immersion kind of. Like it wasn't the best. That was a long time Games ago. Time or not the best. Yeah. Yeah. And 
you had to pl- I had to plug in an HDMI, two different USBs, a third thing, and have a sensor up on top of the monitor. There was a lot uh, going on with it. So, you know, I had my doubts. I'm like, how much better, though, is really the experience of the Quest 2? It's kind of why I always waited, because I really liked it. The other fact was, I think all this disincentivized me from using it a lot. Yeah. Because I had to plug it all in. It wasn't just ready. I agree. So the Quest 2, the biggest thing that jumped out at me when I got it finally was the resolution is fantastic. Yeah. I do not see any screen door. That is a game changer. Yeah. That allows me to get immersed. Everything looks great. You still know you're looking at a screen. But it's like the difference between looking at a standard-ass tablet and then getting an iPad and going like, wow, those pixels are small. Yeah. Like it looks beautiful. It's it's like that. Yeah. It's a big for jump for sure. nothing. Like mm-hmm. it, it, was, it was Canadian. I think it was like $400 for the system, $320, plus stack. Like this is a console. This is like yeah, – like, $299 here. I was all. worried it was going to be like I bought a Switch. I played Pokemon Unite. I have my Metroid Dread. I'm pretty blasé on it. Great console, great IP developer. I get whatever. It's pretty boring ultimately like for me. So I was worried Oculus is. I'm still a little worried, but I'm kind of worried. You know, Oculus. Oh, I'm going to play it. The novelty is going to wear off, and then it's going to be collect dust on my shelf. Still waiting to see how that goes. But right now, I can tell you, after playing my Quest for three days, I have a greatly reduced interest in playing anything in my Steam library <laughs> or any flat screen games. <laughs> Yeah, like it's 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 to the point like where I'm like I'm actually legit worried about not worried but you know I'm like I think it'll be fine and I'll go back to wanting to play flat games but the games have gotten better and I'm going to talk about them but the overall headset experience is is way better it's still a little weighty on your forehead but it's light as can light as they can get it yeah better than it's ever Um, been a lot of hope for the future maybe someday it'll just be a sheet they can put over your face but like. It's beautiful. It's fun to be in that quest. Yeah. This is, you, you want to talk about, you know, AAA studios are going to mobile. We're, we're complaining about our flat games not being what they need to be. Ah, I'm prepared to live in the new world. <laughs> I need Forget to, flat gaming. Yeah. Like 3D gaming is where it's at. I knew you were going to be You want to be, be on the edge of what's exciting mm-hmm. in the gaming space. It's this, and I'll tell you why. A lot of people tweeted, when I tweeted a picture of my quest, they said, I wonder what game you're going to play. It'd be so interesting to see what game you're going to play first. Yeah. I bought Vader Immortal. Yeah. It was Star Wars. It was on sale because sure. we made the fourth sale. And the guy at the store was like, you should check out Vader Immortal. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's it's a tech demo. It's okay. The 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 phaser fire should go at two. It's like grandma grandma's phasers. <laughs> They're so slow. You know, there's like pew, so you can deflect. I'm like, it's made for. It's a tech demo for for the olds for grandma the lasers. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, anyways, I'm looking forward to playing that more. But it was like a little. I need something. There's got to be something with juice in this thing. So you know, I stopped it after an hour, and nobody talks about this. I saw on the store. There's a Warhammer 40k game yeah. on the Rift. I was like, "What it is is it that bad that everyone talks about all these other VR titles and nobody's like I can see a 3D Space Marine?" Yeah. So I bought it and I immediately fell in love with it. Now, it's a bad game by any measure if you bought this game for your flat screen TV, you know, or, or system you'd be like this isn't great it's a lot of t- standard, a lot of vr games are like that if you played them on a standard TV screen, for vr games yeah, is lower yeah. but the novelty of having hands-free controllers yeah a dude dude <laughs> i i thought it was a gun game i struggle with the levels the the bloom's a little off and it's hard lifting my hand you know there's there's a roughness yeah there's a there's the physicality of vr that you have to 
get over this hump yeah. uh, that it physically exhausts you. But it was still cool. I'm like, there is a space nun in front of me, and she's talking to me like, Ophelia, we must move and defeat, vanquish the hordes of chaos. And it's like, I will, I will hold on to my faith. And I'm like, I'm the girl. I look down, there's my boobs and like all my utility belt. And I'm just like, holy shit. And I got these sweet gloves, and I'm like, I'm a space nun. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, I got so, I was like, this is so cool. And then I found a laser sword. And I was like, holy, there's a melee in this game. And it's like, it's got the skull on it, like the, you know, and and then I just like, what guns? Who wants to use guns? I just love running up to people and swatting them. And you can block by holding up. So I'm just walking around like a samurai. And then I got a second sword. And I was like, holy shit, you can dual wield in this game. This is the best. (laughs) And then I got a chain sword. And I was like, holy shit. And then finally in chapter four or five, uh, there's an actual, uh, like not an actual, but like the the male space marine, like one of the I don't know what you call the black chapter, the marines. The, oh, black, um, but yeah, whatever know. chapter those guys are. There's one of those, and he's way bigger than me because even their scale is like they're they're not really human. They have like 20 stomachs and 15 bladders, like they're genetic freaks. So they're also bigger than regular humans, and they preserve that because I'm looking up at him, going like, "Holy shit, you're a big lad," and. I just got so immersed in it. It's so good. Like just from a fan, like even though it's like the game is like, oh, definitely low standard um, from a, a, a game style. Being immersed in it, they did a good enough job uh, to, to to make you feel like you're there. That it's amazing. And the thing that doesn't translate on flat screen, like that's why people don't really watch it on Twitch or YouTube as much yeah. in terms of a spectator sport right now. Is not a lot of people have it, so they can't relate to it. And it's jarring, and it doesn't look as exciting and relatable. But when you're in it, and everything's in 3D, like, there is a honking space marine. There's an inquisitor. And all the detailing is jumped out, and all the little things on the space marine are there. And I'm like, this is so cool. (laughs) My brain's like, I'm like, I never want to see this shit in flat again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. you know, um, and and because the screen door effect wasn't an issue, and I can wear my they, they they've designed it so I can even put my glasses in there nicely. Yeah. Um, that it, it it was a fantastic experience, and I'm sure this isn't the best game. This is pro- it's a Warhammer game. They license it to everyone. It's yeah. probably on this. I haven't played many other games, so. Anyways, it's but you can see you can sister. see why I was freaking out about like even that MMO, which is you know there are plenty of 2d computer-based MMOs are going to be better than that VR MMO I played, but there's something about being in there regardless. That's just like a different level of something. It's not perfect. Yeah. It's got its issues. Yeah. You, you mentioned all of those. It doesn't translate well when streaming, all sorts of things, but yeah, but I would say on the Warhammer front, they did a number of aesthetic things, right? Voice acting is great. The music's awesome. The art, like the splash art and the in between scenes, like you have a picture of her up. Like, look at that. Who, yeah, who wouldn't want to be her? It's badass. Someone retweeted me and said, like, do guys want to play as girls in VR? Isn't it weird? I'm like, not if I can be her. Yeah. She's I, awesome. You know, I don't want to be like Kim Kardashian or something, but make me Ophelia from the damn Space Nun chapter and like <laughs> I will I will I will transition. Yeah. You know, no pro- like this this she's amazing. Like, give me that all day. She's great. Um anyways, that 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 game's awesome. And the guns sound good so that was a good first impression yeah uh, so i played that i finished it played it to completion and then um you know a few did, other you, things did you get um oh, sorry i was just gonna ask you if you got um oh, shit the name oh demio did you try that yet 
No, no, no. So we got to play that. It cost money. Everyone's like, did you try this? Did you try this? Did you try this? I'm like, you're giving me a thousand dollar spend list. Okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, good I point. will try these in good time, but I'm going to try what, what I'm interested in first. Demio is on my for sure to play list because I actually think we can get some multiplayer. They have a PC version now. So, John and you, we could all play. And, you know, if John wanted to get in on yeah. play the flat screen, if that game is awesome. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would love to play with you guys. It's really good. Yeah. 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 But I'll tell you what other games I played. Um, so, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, there's a guy, this Luke Ross guy who does VR mods. Yeah. He's going to do an Elden Ring VR mod, which I want to do. Mm. I want to play Elden Ring again, but not enough to play it. But I will play the VR version. Um, so he's got also a VR mod for VR mod for Cyberpunk 2077. So I started a playthrough of Cyberpunk. And this is where the rubber meets the road. It's janky, but it's a game that's designed to be a st- like the, the 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 voice acting's great, the writing's great, the immersion's there. So when you're playing Cyberpunk in VR, it's awesome. But you can see even what you're showing, the frame rate's a little low. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little rough on the frame rate. I gotta play in low graphics, but it's still good enough. You're like in the car with Dexter Deshaun. And, you know, he's smoking his thing and you're like, damn, I'm in the car with Dexter Deshaun. This is crazy. And it's very immersive. So once gaming aesthetics can meet the VR experience, VR is going to be undefeated. Like, you know, you're not going to, you're, you're not going to want it. Once you got a taste for it, like, I don't, like, I want to have immersive ass, like, you know what, you know what VR always makes you think of is that movie Strange Days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite movies. I of love that times. movie. And, yeah, that and it's great. not quite that, but it's just like. You know, just that same, I feel like being Nero and selling people on this, like, you're never going to want to come back to reality, man. You're for for me, the, the big trick is going to be when these things are as light as wearing a pair of Ray-Bans, then all bets are off. It's going to be the, it'll be yeah, life Yeah, once it gets a bit lighter, we're still in the, we're still in the medieval ages and where this could go and with what Zuckerberg's talking about, you know, developing meta further. If they can make it as light as pretty much putting glasses on. Yeah, can you imagine? I, I don't like it's so much more fun. It's still a video game, but mm-hmm. I have so many new ways to control the world around me. Um, it's so many different ways to interact and look around, and, and and the world is immersive in a way that a flat screen can never do. Yeah, I, I don't agree. think we'll ever see the complete go away of flat screen games. Our, you know, strategy games are probably still going to be better. There's lots of stuff that's still played better on a screen. Yeah, but. Um, you know, you think of like your gaming experiences, you know, we have this finite window to be alive and we get to see really cool new things. It's like, I've seen all the games, I've seen a lot of what there's been to offer in one realm, but this is like a frontier, right? And you just feel like I'm on a frontier when I do these things and it's exciting. Yeah, so I agree. I, agree. I like Cyberpunk and that's where we get to Star Wars Squadrons, which is a flat game, but they updated it with VR support in the client. So a wonderful listener bought it, uh, viewer bought it for me a while ago. I forget who it was, but still thank you. But I never played it because it didn't it ran like shit on my computer. Yeah. And I wasn't super interested in it when I got my new one. It wasn't the first thing I thought of. But then someone was like, do you know Squadrons? Star Wars Squadrons has VR support? Yeah, it was, and I was built like, for shit. VR, I think. So I played it yesterday, and it is amazing. Now, the <laughs> writing's terrible, all right? <laughs> yep. One, one character's true. like, hey, you had one of those. What do you call them? And she's like, oh, I had a hunch. Yeah, a hunch. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, just because you're Trandoshan doesn't mean you don't know what a hunch is. You're literally a past. <laughs> you literally, your expository information was that you were a thief in a past life. You've had a hunch before about <laughs> something. Like, it's so, so bad it's almost makes me want to take my headset and throw it out the window yeah but um 
the actual fighting in game is amazing. It's I'm in an X-wing, dude. It is 3D, and the great thing about dogfighting in 3D is I can look up, I can look left and right, and pick my targets, and then bring the old ship around and face where I want to go. It's life changing when it comes to dogfighting. It's so freaking cool. Have you tried the um, the what's you uh, what's the game you were playing a long time ago and you loved it? And I can't remember the name of it. Space game. I can't think of it. Oh, Elite uh, Dangerous. Elite Dangerous. That's got all VR support. You can try that. Uh, yeah, I just the thing. I might try that as well, but I feel like Squadrons does it because Squadrons just like you want to do dogfighting. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> you it's, it's a little Elite more. Dangerous yeah. is like, do you want to travel the planet? Okay, here's a sun scoop. Get some fuel. Would you like to pick up some minerals? You have contraband. Here's a fine. Yeah, uh, you know, like, but I think I will still check it out. I'm going through the list of what I own too, but um, but Squadrons really appealed to me because that's a newer game yeah. and it's Star Wars and. And I think the important thing is I look at those games that are designed for flat screens because they're not thinking about, they're not worried about people making people motion sick. Sure. That's what people ask me, motion sick? I have a st- stomach of iron. I, I Spin me around all 360 degrees like a laundry machine. I'm good. It's fun to me. You know, <laughs> That's like, good. I, I'm, I'm That's in. That's good. Yeah, yeah I'm, so. I'm, I'm kind of the same with VR. I don't really have a problem with it. I do find myself getting really worn out, just kind of overall fatigue. If I'm in there too long and I don't know what that is, I think it's just a lot of heightened senses, senses or something. But but I don't I think get... you're engaging your body more. So the one thing I yesterday I played squadrons also because I had to have a break day. It's like I worked out for two days and I'm taking a day off. <laughs> I, at one point I was kneeling down because one nun space nun was dying and I'm, I'm I'm massaging her hand. I'm just role playing a bit for fun for the stream. Right? I was like, oh, don't die, you'll be fine. And then when I went to get up, my knee was like. Let me introduce you to a level of pain you've never felt before. And I was like, and I'm like, I'm on stream, so I'm not trying to look old. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm trying to hold in the grunting because my knee hurts so much. Wow. Um, you know, yesterday, I, you know, I just had muscles hurting that I hadn't felt in a while. Yeah. While I was swinging and moving around. Yeah. I like, like, I feel like at this point, I'm like, man, I need to start working out so I can play VR longer. <laughs> you know, like it's. Yeah. It's exciting, man. It is cool. It's, I admit it. It's a it's a nice step up. It's the step it needed. It's good, and it has um, velocity behind it. It has. It's in the early stages of adoption, so I expect to still hear a lot of "am not not for me." Five ten years, if they continue at this price point, yeah, they they'll be in every. Household. That's the key. It's got to be affordable, sure. and it's got to be lighter, and it will be. You know, that just happens naturally, but. The main thing for me is I want to see what others have been working on. There's uh, headsets from almost everyone that have been secretly getting worked on. While you know, meanwhile, Facebook Meta has been pumping these things out, and it really is the state of the art in terms of what's available. But yeah. Apple's got some secret shit going on. So does um, uh, Microsoft's got whatever the second generation of Hololens and all that stuff is. Some VR AR stuff from different companies. Like there's so much coming that I think we're about to get to that place where. You know, there's there's ten or so media players, but no one's the iPod yet. And yeah, yeah. Facebook real or Meta really wants to be the iPod in this case. I'm not sure they they can. They might end up being the 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 Rio. <laughs> Whatever well, that Valve's taking the Apple space with the prestige price pricing. Kind of, yeah. I, I would say uh, that, but they're... I don't think they're going to have the velocity to try and take over the world with it. That's the thing. Gabe seems like a humble guy. Zuckerberg is more of a world domination kind of. Yeah, guy. yeah, so, for sure. 
My money's on Zuckerberg, honestly. Well, plus, as nice as the index is, or any of the wired solutions were at their at their heyday, you made the click case already. I couldn't. That's why I hardly ever used mine, my HTC back in the days, because setting it up was a pain in the ass every time, yeah. and you got to adjust your towers. This inside-out tracking is revolutionary. Like it changes everything. Yeah. You don't need to be in any one place. And even though you're tethering a lot because you're playing some PC stuff, taking that thing anywhere and playing whatever is it's insane. Wireless streaming is also available now in it too. You yeah, can it works. It's better with the direct link, but the chat room's been telling me you can go wireless on that. Yeah, it's so, just more delay is all. Then uh, there's so many there's so many games on Steam too. Like there's a ton. I look at it, I'm just like, oh my god, there, there's a lot of interesting experiences. That I've never experienced before. Yeah. But when I look at games now, I'm like, well, I've played an RPG. I know that. I played a, a strategy game, sure. but I don't know what it's like to 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 actually run around in the in this new sort of pot. Like the most fun thing I've done in VR is climb ladders. I love climbing <laughs> ladders. I'm good at it. I just go tick 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 tick. I'm like, I got. I always I see a ladder. I'm like, I'm gonna climb this one even better. Yeah. Like ladders are awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm really digging the ladders. In, in a regular game, you'd be like, "Eh, ladders." I'm sick of climbing ladders. But in this world, it's like the the mundane can be fun again in VR because yeah. it just yeah. changes the rules. Like I have a game that's basically Space Invaders. I forget what it's called, but basically you're just shooting these invaders that come over the the, the horizon and try to kill you. And you do it in waves. I would never play that on a 2D screen because I've done that for 30 years, and who cares? It's like not interesting. But doing it. Some for some reason being in that world and having to aim that gun up here and shoot this one over here as he's coming and getting bullet time because they almost hit me and all this stuff. Suddenly, it's a whole new way of playing it and therefore fun again. It's it's a weird effect. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm like my brain right now. The way way it works is I'm just thinking about the VR games I want to play. Yeah, like, that's what you do. I, even I'm going through my wish list a little bit today. I'm like oh, I'm not interested in this anymore. I removed like. 80%, 90% of my wish list on Steam because I'm like, I don't have time. There's too many games in VR to check out. Uh, I'm going to have to just pare it down to the essentials. This um, all tracks for you, though. This is what you do. and it's Well, I'm very excited. Yes, I know. A new hero comes out in Heroes, and yeah. I change my profile picture and talk like this. So I'm definitely on Cloud Bow with this one. Cloud Bow. Um, so in a month from now, it could be like, ah, uh, I'm, I'm done with it. But right now for four hundred dollars you want to have a good time at least if you're like me and get excited by this thing you want to have a good time it's so far i'm having a great time yeah and, and keep in mind if he was down here people he says 400 that's canadian we're talking like 299 down here yeah so. it's it's a for, forget why would you buy a sony and an xbox if you're the just skip one and get the, get the other one dude. yeah or, yeah just like uh, it's it's about, it's about as good as it's ever been and affordable as it's ever been. And I'm like, the screen quality is phenomenal. It's really good. Man. I just can't underscore that enough. My hesitation was like, will they really solve screen door? And I can tell you they've arrived. The screen door is non-existent. Yeah. I, I don't notice it at all. It's very, very good. Even yeah. for blind idiots like me where my eyes are stupid. The, the only thing is, the only thing, uh, again, it's maybe with lighter equipment, but like if you play a game where you're working up a sweat, as I do. Yeah. I'm out of shape. You're a sweaty man. And yes. I'm just a sweaty guy. Yeah. I, you know, I, I can see the headset getting a little sweat stained. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you, Bo. You need, and the chat said it too. You need to invest. I mean, I, I hate telling people to spend oh, money. There's another, there's a, a headset thing that it's you can do that's awesome. Better. I have it on mine okay. or I can't find okay. mine. That's why I got up to see if I could find it while you were talking, but somewhere upstairs. But it, it's, it's this replacement strap and it's, more like what PlayStations did. 
um, but not as big. Anyway, it just basically kind of lets you screw it in, but it creates so much better balance. It's way less like front loaded. And mm. it's so good, especially for any kind of like physical stuff. You just aren't slipping. It's it's great. Highly recommend yeah. it. Yeah, I love it, dude. I love. I'm. I'm. I want to marry mine. Uh, yeah. Are you gonna great. Are you gonna yeah. consummate your love with it and you know put your wiener in it or anything or or no, no. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I like I, that you I, hesitated. I didn't really think that. I didn't really think that far ahead when I said that. Uh, hesitation <laughs> was the best. That was great. All right. It might be you know. Uh, just a friendly marriage. <laughs> just a friendly marriage. Now, just you did friendly. poke your head. Speaking of games that aren't in that headset, you did play a little Guardians of the Galaxy. What was the Oh, yeah. There? So we talked about Road Legacy 2, played it, and I did play some Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, mainly because I was just sitting in bed and didn't feel like watching anything. So I let me boot up this Guardians, see what it's about. It's on Game and, Pass, sure. Uh, Square Enix, that's a great game. I agree. It's a great game. I don't. I, they do talk a lot, but I feel like... So I, I can agree with that criticism. I remember John talking a lot about, geez, shut up. But I feel like that's <laughs> that's their brand identity. Like, I just feel like they all just never shut. Like, it's, I feel like maybe they had that conversation listening to it. They're like, yeah, but did the Guardians ever really shut up? And they're like, no. Because, like, it, it, you know, it, I could see getting sick of it, but I only played it for a few hours. So maybe that's why I didn't get sick of it yet. But, yes, I agree they'd never be quiet, but I'm. So far, I've been okay with it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I like that game. game. I need to get in there and finish it, because I never finished it. It's not earth-shattering, but, you know, you want to have an entertaining campaign game with a story and stuff to shoot. I'd say, you know, yeah. It's also on Game Pass. I I laughed at a few spots. I'm like, oh, the writing's actually pretty good. Yeah. The Game Pass version is also on PC, I believe. Yeah. Cross. Yeah, I played it on Game Pass. I was like, I got to get some use out of this Game Pass. I only have it to play Elden Ring. Yeah. And I'm not playing it anymore, so I unsubbed, and I'm like, let me get something for my $16 here. I'm, okay, here's, here's Guardians. Let's go. Oh, I'm having the so. opposite problem. I'm finding all kinds of crap on there that I like. I don't know. It's, uh, it's what I like about it is if there's, you know, you can just get out of it. You don't have some two-year uh, if, deal. I would keep it if they had some VR game. Like, right now, I'm hungry for the VR, yeah. you know, and, and everyone's shouting out games I need to play. And I think the, the one I'm really interested in, obviously, is Half-Life Alex. Oh, yeah. I was just looking to see if I had a code of that because I, at one point I did, and I think maybe I cashed it in. I don't remember. I haven't played it yet either. Uh, yeah, but that's a pr- uh, that I think is a premier VR experience. Yeah, and um, I still think it's the highest rated VR game on all of Steam. Overwhelm- overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. It was, it's been out now almost two years. It's been out two years now. Yeah, still overwhelmingly positive. I think it's the premier experience. So, um, uh. Yeah, and it's a valve. Like you know, valve. Valve doesn't miss, man. No, like they don't release them very often. It well, may not be a genre for you, but they never miss. Except so. their card game. That thing kind of tanked, but yeah, generally speaking. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, never means they didn't. So I was wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That's that's wrong. What they was that called? Almost I, never miss. Yeah. <laughs> almost what was that current game even called? I don't remember now. Artifact. 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 Yeah. Didn't go well. It's a bummer for them. Yeah. Uh, too late, too little, too late. I think is what that is. All right. Uh, on the other side of this, we do have a mashup from Jamie. Speaking of mashups, we've given him plenty of new material today. But you might ask yourself, well, what about last time? Well, he's been hard at work at this. Uh, it's called "Eat Those Testicles." Okay. All right. Uh, wait, there's a vote too on who said it, and Scott and you and I came out even percentages. Yeah. And John was at 
John, you, do you where do you stand on this one, John? Do you think who said eat those testicles? Well, I'm gonna kind of metagame it a little bit and say that having listened to the last episode when I said it's either you or Bo, it's never me. <laughs> that Jamie went out of their way to find <laughs> something yeah. I said. So That's my smart. guess would probably be me to subvert expectations. But if I was gonna pick without trying to metagame it i would say that sounds like a scott one okay this is i really like where your head's at though strategy wise this is good um eat my testicles eat my testicle yeah testicles plural both of them or three oh oh, okay i don't want to i don't want to assume you've only got two maybe you got three i don't know if it was singular i'd say for sure scott (laughs) to eat my testicle yeah because you would say a weird thing you you would drop a weird letter off a word (laughs) i would I totally John likes would. to get grammar and words right more. Often yeah, sometimes it's, sometimes <laughs> it's funnier. Sometimes it's funnier. One nut is funnier than two. I don't know why, but here's the uh, file. Let's. See. I'm gonna go with John. I'm gonna meta. I'm gonna meta quest this as well. Okay. I'm gonna metacritic yeah. it and say it's an A without even hearing it. Here it is. Ah, ah, oh my god! Ah, big Transformers! Ah, ah, oh, oh, <laughs> what the hell is that? Did your quest giver NPC give you some gold or some? Uh, what'd you get? It was great. It came out clean, which is always <laughs> wonderful. Did, they, did you get any? I want to buy a lottery ticket. Fire it out, all nice and chunky, and <laughs> minimal wipes required. It was great. That's fantastic. Congratulations. We could all use a nice clean poo, even with whatever constant drip they have of loss that comes from piracy, which still exists in games. Constant drip was the name of the chatterbait feed I watched for research purposes. <laughs> you watched constant. Who's that? Yeah, I watched uh, just a streamer. Yeah. You can go out with him once a day, and you can find <laughs> fragments of those jergajoids or mergaloids or whatever they called. What are they called? Gyroids. What are they called? The little the gyroids. Little, gyroids. I hope it's, it's jergajoids. <laughs> I got it wrong. Yeah, you noob. I'm going to sit over your face and act like I'm putting my balls in your mouth. I would call a certain uncle constant drip, but not for those reasons. <laughs> oh God! God. Needs- not for those reasons. Not not for any sexy time. <laughs> he, need, he needs some energizer to stop that. <laughs> energizer. Yeah, we'll see what I can do. Fun fact about teabagging. The game yeah. won't let you teabag. Now, you can squat and, and you can kneel or whatever, uh, like always in these games. But when you are standing over the body of your slain, you can't teabag them. That's a, that's a, a poor one out for teabagging. Gifts without a T is gif. With a T is gift. No one says gift. No one gives you Christmas gifts, do they? They give you gifts. The inventor of gifts can see all he wants. I don't care. Take Choosy it. nerds choose gif. Choose. <laughs> <laughs> believe you've somehow made a Jif peanut butter joke from an era that no one remembers about Jif peanut butter and a slogan they don't use anymore. Yeah, That's amazing. My head, I'm not going to lie. You I can, like me some Halo. Yeah, you can dip back into Halo. You just can't dip your nuts into anyone's mouth in it anymore. Us dudes enjoy our homoeroticism of, you know, putting our <laughs> testicles in each other's mouths as a rite of male passage. Like, what is it? Every fear hides a wish. Yeah. Right? We're all supposed to hate doing it, but secretly we want to mm, eat those testicles, you know? Like, <laughs> It was Bo. It was Bo. It's Bo. Every fear hides a wish. I love these new games. I want to be a space nun. Yeah, you should be a space nun. You'll get to after the show. You'll be in there all night uh, being a space nun. Uh, That was great. But Jamie, of course, knocked it out of the park as always. And I like this little mini game of who said it. I think that's fun. And I think John loses his money this week. Sorry, John. I'm not the smart guest because I don't 
I'm not as funny as you guys. Well, I disagree wholeheartedly. That's not true. I think you're one of the that funniest people true, I know. I don't have are, I don't have back of the box quotes. You it's, are a it's rogue. A more subtle humor. <laughs> you are a rogue through and through. Rogues wait and strike hard. Yeah. And yeah. Barbarians like Scott and I just go bah! Yeah. Ah, is this funny? Is this funny? Is this funny? I'm going to keep saying shit until we get a laugh. Yeah. And John's like, I'm going to get him right in his gonads and lop him off. And yeah. I'll, I'll wait for up. five weeks and then I'll, that joke's going <laughs> five, five episodes later, I'll get it. It'll be good. John plays the long game. Always has. And uh, probably always will. Hey, that's it for the show. I want everyone at home to go uh, immediately to their computers or their phones and send us emails at talktothecore at gmail.com because we want to hear your feedback and what you think about the show, and uh, we'll definitely read it on a future episode. We, we won't have time to read them, but please send yeah. them to us. Today we had one. <laughs> yeah, what's our mailbag? We had a big one today. Again. We so got to do a mailbag episode. We, and we, Yeah, I don't know why we don't. Let's whenever do we do a mailbag episode, it means we will at least read a email. Yeah, we'll get to a, a email. And we just have so much damn comment it's hard but uh i do love them so send them talk Let's to the court commit. at gmail.com you just gotta commit man all right i'm committed we're gonna do a right. email only episode in addition or or in place of how do we want to do that you want to do it in addition well, it's got to gotta be a slow week it wasn't a slow week this week that's true Maybe it would have been if we hadn't all played 80 games that's true I'm getting a tooth pulled out next Thursday in the morning, and I hope by the afternoon I'm not. I a have nightmare. a dental appointment next week on really? Thursday. You getting yeah. an extraction? Well, something well. as harsh as that? Because mine's a. Form. No, it's just supposed to be a cleaning, but they're going to yell at me again. Yep, they're going to say they John. want me to use a water pick, and I don't want to. And every time I tell them I will, because I just want them to leave me alone, but then I never do. Yeah, I would. Rec- here's something I would recommend not doing. I had a friend who worked in an ER. And they had a guy come in with a water pick stuck in his in his peepee, stuck in his unit. Now I know I don't want to kick in. Actual water pick? Yeah, no no kink shaming, but that little end hose thing where you're supposed to hold in your teeth between your teeth. He had that jammed up his his unit and it got stuck up there. And uh, they had to. Was do- it a kink or was it just one of those things? Like I wonder what happens when and then you do it and you're like, why did I like? It I could touched be that. a, a stove. Could. Like when I was a kid, I was like eight. And I'm like, that stovetop looks hot. Let me touch it and see if it's hot. And then I burnt my finger. Yeah. I, was like, I just don't you know. know what- maybe it was like, does this go in my uterus? <laughs> or not uterus. Does, <laughs> my uterus. does this go in my urethra? <laughs> oh, it does. Oh, and I wish I didn't investigate this. You know, like that. It I mean, I bad. did. Okay. So I admit once uh, when I was in seventh grade, I did this actually a number of times. I laid back. Okay. You know, the screwdrivers with the bits in them, they come out, they're magnetic. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, this story yeah. a good idea, Scott. Yeah, I'll tell uh, nobody do this at home. <laughs> just, let's just ask you before you tell it. Is yeah, this full, a good idea? I'm having full disclaimer. The buttholes right no now. buttholes, no buttholes. <laughs> so I'm laying on the on the ground and I had my dad's tools around for some reason, and I had these bits that go into these these magnetic screwdrivers, and I thought to myself, while I'm laying there bored, I said, I wonder if I could slide this into my nostril and how far up it would go. Oh, so I laid there. Oh, classic kid move. Oh yeah, big classic. Time. So I put yeah. the I put the Phillips screwdriver heads about this big. I put it in there and I just kind of relaxed to see if it would just kind of sink in, and it did. It went like and got way oh, up in the no. sinus. Oh no! And for a minute there, I didn't think I was going to get it out. I did get it out, but I will tell you to this day, this nostril ain't right. It doesn't oh, work boy. right. Yeah. It has a weird Why do we like, do stuff it, like that? I, as a kid, you know what I did that I thought was funny? Mm. I had, like, metal scissors, like, the, the this kind of scissors. Yeah. And I looked in the mirror, and I started going, oh, just got my nose out of the way. Oh, just Jeez. got my nose oh, out of the way. 
And then I, but I didn't get my nose out of the way quite as much ah. as I was hoping. And I went, oh, oh, that hurt. And then I went up to the mirror. I pulled on it. Ah. And I just watched a red line form all the way around my nose. <laughs> oh, that's horrendous. That's a good one. Oh, my God. Man. It wasn't bad. It was just a scratch, but I was like, damn it. Now I have to explain this to my parents, and I don't know how that's going to go. See, this is how yeah. we all learn shit. I touched a hot stove. Uh, you put a drill bit in your nostril, mm -hmm. and you cut. Your, you almost cut your nose off. Like yeah. <laughs> This is what kids like, and people do. Yeah. This is how we learn. Look, when you're seventh, when you're in seventh grade or whatever, you're not supposed to be super smart yet. So I don't, you know. But and also, uh, John's story beat mine by a mile and a half. So I don't feel so bad now. That's, well, it's definitely uh, rough on the um, body horror. Yeah, body yeah. horror. Nobody likes body horror. Although yours is pretty body horrorish too, right? Yeah. Like, imagine it never came out. Imagine you were your age now and you still had a drill bit in there. You're like, oh my gosh, old drip, drill bit Johnson. Drill bit Johnson. <laughs> yep. My, be like that one where uh, Homer got a crayon jammed up his nose and it made him really smart for a while. That didn't work that way. You for me. What you got a what a crayon? Do you remember that a crayon? Crayon. No, I don't remember crayon. that. Yeah, it's a great a one because he's super smart the whole episode, and then they figure out he got a crayon stuck up there, so they took it out. And then it was dumb again. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> it was funny. Actually, it was kind of sad, I think, because... Yeah, because they had to put it back in for some reason. Yeah, because they were... I can't remember what the deal was. It was a whole, like, Flowers for Algernon. Yes. Like, they basically retold that story, but with Homer and a And it was sweet, and he got really close to Lisa, and their relationship got better and as father-daughter and all this, and then they, they had to put the crayon back to make him be a good dad again or something. It was sad. Yeah. Anyway... Yeah, Flowers for Algernon, that's it. All right, that's it for the show. Uh, real quick here, we need some words of wisdom. Uh, the tradition is that we start with John. So, John, what do you what do you got there? Uh, boy, we had some fun today, everybody. Uh, so all I have to say in closing is ski slope, ski slope, ski slope, ski slope, ski slope. <laughs> if you missed pre-show, wait, when did we do this? Pre-show? Yeah, I think that's on the If you missed pre-show, then you want to be a patron. I'm telling you, patreon.com slash core show, which I didn't mention yet. So I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, go over there and you can hear John absolutely ace and wreck. Uh, what are they called? Lip lip readers? No, what's it called? What was tongue it? Tongue, tongue twister. Lip readers. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> uh, Bo, uh, what would you add to this wisdom? Uh, so no wisdom this week. Just a thank you, and it's wise to thank people. But uh, thank you, Jamie. Yeah, thanks, Jamie. for making all these mashups. I was on your site, and there's about twenty ish. There's a lot of them. There's a lot more than I thought there was, and they're there for you to listen to anytime. Yeah. And they're all hilarious. So yeah. I'm glad you're out there doing great work, Mr. Mashup. He's, uh, he's the best. He's a good dude. He's a good dad. He's a good husband. He's a great guy, and he makes really funny edits, and uh, we're glad to have him here. So that's, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. They're, I like they're, that. They're solid gold. Not everyone has a mashup guy. No, but we do, and we hope we never take advantage of him. Uh, all right, that's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next time with more. Between now and then, stay safe. Go play a video game. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. The priests of Mars do not understand our nightly oaths. Our nightly oaths.